0: arc of e podcast my name is noah and my name is gavin and we're the blanchard brothers and we're back uh braving lots lots of things yeah uh i guess we'll go ahead and say at the top of the episode um stay re- indoors <laughs> we are recording this good good ways apart yeah from each other mm-hmm. um you seen a movie called uh classic picture the boy in the plastic bubble Yes. It's kind of kind of like that. It's
1: with the uh, Jacob Dylan Hall, right? <laughs> Close. Close? Yeah. Okay.
0: Did they ever say that it was just like a straight remake? I don't know. I, I mean, don't think quick, so. Yeah. But he was mobile.
1: Yeah, that's that was that's the, that was the key element. Yeah. Okay. I think we ought to start making our own food. <laughs> eating out of cans. Watch the guy you're with. Okay. We don't know Ooh. who we'll find out who we it should is. We what we also say at the top. We'll find out who's like, the thing. We're
0: probably <laughs> we're probably going to make light of this at different points. Yes. And we're also going to try and take it seriously, yes. but we're ha- we're going to try and have some fun and I mean, say what you will. We're not we're not profiting off of this No, we're not because uh it's And we'll podcast. Ta- we'll go
1: ahead we'll ho- we'll go ahead and take a second and say up top our mother is a uh, semi-retired nurse. She'll tell you just like anybody else. Cover your mouth. Be careful wash where you go. Hands. Wash your hands. 20 seconds or longer. 20 seconds or longer. Maybe for the length water. of this podcast. Yeah. just wa- You know what? Go turn the water on. Get it a nice warm level and just wash your hands this entire podcast. But you got to wash them like you're Eric Benton on ER. You yeah. can't let, like, or sorry, we, no, it's, is his name Eric too? Is it? No. Eric Benton?
0: Yes. And it's Eric LaSalle?
1: No, Peter Benton. Peter Benton. I'm sorry. You're good, you're you're good you good? You good? Pull. Good job. You gotta wash while. your hands like you're Peter Benton about scrubbing to, in. Scrubbing in to a surgery on ER. Yeah. You gotta. You got. You just gotta take it one by one. Get the scrub. The, the scrub. S- scrubbing all over. Get the soap going. And then you gotta hold your hands up backwards. Let it drip down. And then when you're dry, okay, you're good. Okay. It should take you 20 minutes to go anywhere nowadays. But that'll do it. That'll that'll take care of it.
0: Okay. So. Anyways, obviously, we're doing this in the midst of the, the coronavirus of, of 2020. Yeah. Shit is crazy right now. Again, we're not we're not trying to make light of anything, but we are going to discuss our top five virus slash outbreak movies. Yes. Because it's on the brain. Yeah. It's on the brain right now.
1: I think I said this the other day when we were talking about something that like the minute that this became a thing in China contagion shot up to like number one on trending and on prime yes and that's why i said when we make our list let's just go ahead and say well contagion
0: we, did, we didn't say that before we made them yeah but yeah it probably would be smart to take it off the table because yeah. it's clearly the, the best mo- one at, at the moment like revisiting it which mm-hmm. i have not done yet uh, it's probably I, it's i haven't I have rewatched it since theaters, yeah, but it's still been like
1: at least two or three years, dude. Ago. That scene when Kate Winslet wakes up and she starts coughing, I'm just like mother, <laughs> you know. It's like her of all people, and then like you know Larry Fishburne's okay. okay, like
0: damn it. And also, you probably saw it in the episode description, but I do want to I want to lay out the, yeah, the course of events for that. people because maybe you don't want to hear about more coronavirus shit. Maybe you don't want yeah. to hear about any outbreak movies. Maybe you want to skip ahead. Because I do have, I got some many reviews coming for you. Yeah, some we stuff got some of I, those. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. So, basically, some of what we've been watching, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Then we're going to transition over to the TV arc. we got to talk about the last three episodes of The Outsider, but mainly the, the finale, finale. Yeah. and how we felt about it overall. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about 000. I know you haven't finished it yet. We're
1: calling it 000. We're not triple zero. Triple Zeke. 000. 000. Okay, that works. That, I mean, that's. I get that's it. No, that works.
0: Zero, zero, zero. It's literally spelled out. Zero. The new Amazon Prime to. show, or at least Prime is carrying it. It's a big international production. We'll get into all that. Um, talk about that a little bit. And then, uh, hopefully, you listened to uh, part one of top 20 favorite Ooh, albums. I did. I did. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Did you download it as well? I so did. count you counted? I
1: downloaded cool. it, and I listened to it in the car. I like a staff
0: that supports... Each other. Well, that is nothing an nothing like that I being recorded with nothing Mr. Sunshine like being Mayfield.
1: publicly shamed on microphone about not listening to podcasts you aren't on to make somebody think but the world finally paid off. I should probably just go ahead and download this shit. You know, even if I just download it, play it, turn it down at work, let it roll for an hour, he'll be happy. That's fine. Fair enough. But I did I listen see. to this on the way down. So interesting it. stuff from you guys. I like it. I'm, I'm ready for part two.
0: Okay. Part two is coming, but. Good. Because you and I got together, we're g- we're gonna go ahead and throw in your top twenty.
1: Yeah, because you didn't ask me to to make a list.
0: I mean, I mentioned it at some point, and I did, and and now we're getting to it. Yeah,
1: you know, I redid it on my phone way the way down here. we also the guys
0: who just released a top twenty of of the twenty tens, and it's like it's March. It is March.
1: Hey, so a lot has been happened this this these three months That's in a twenty twenty. Yeah, not shaping up to be a great decade it's so good t- far. Good
0: time to just bank a lot of podcasts, probably. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably. Yeah. Speaking of that, yes. You. uh,
0: uh the uh, Really of good what? one.
1: Really good one. I think you would enjoy. Dak Shepard. Canel Nanjiani.
0: Kumail Nanjiani, Kumail Nanjiani,
1: Kumail Nanjiani. Rob. Cordry. Megalini.
0: McElhaney? McElhaney. Okay, yes.
1: They all just sit around and talk about their obsession with the male form and them having worked out, not worked out, who does it for them, what's Was this guy. Is a whole podcast? Oh my God. When dude,
0: did it's... this launch? I've been waiting for no, a no, new No, no, co- no. It's not a
1: whole new one. Oh, it's just okay. Dax's show, but he had oh, the two had of them the back, two back on. Because I didn't realize this, but I apparently. Armchair par- expert, is that Yes. Correct? Okay. Apparently. Uh, was his face broke the internet a couple of days ago, months ago with the, his shirt like showing how ripped he was for this new marble thing he's doing it in, later on in Kumail the year. Nanjiani. Yes. Yes. It's gonna so, be in the Eternals. Eternals, if yeah. If i not
0: mistaken. Yeah.
1: And it's just in it's not it's nice because like having done the fitness thing before, listening to like drop sets, supersets, all that, what they did, it's interesting. It's nice to listen to them do that and realize it's like you There is an insane amount of work that goes into what you see that you aesthetically is pleasing to you Mm and something. And of course the whole Rob's whole angle from it's always sunny is like, I'm going to get really big and then I'm going to get like super ripped. And one of my favorite moments was he said that like one night in the peak of him being like ripped and jacked, he was in bed with his wife, Caitlin from the show and she out of nowhere just goes, I just want you to know I am not attracted to this at all. And he's like, I didn't ask her about it. We weren't talking about it. I didn't ask what she thought. She just wanted to tell me out of the blue. She didn't like the way that I looked. And I was just like, that is fucking perfect. But I think it would be something funny. You would like to listen to. And then, um, Peter Berg and Mark Marin was actually really neat. Cause I didn't know that the two of them had such a, like beginning together. Like they lived together for a while. They were kind of responsible for each other kind of doing. And, uh, it's all in lieu because Marin is in that Spencer, um, confidential that just came out with Wahlberg on Netflix that I watched. That's going to be one of my reviews. Okay. If you haven't cool teaser, I yeah. guess, I, I, guess if
0: we're on the podcast arc right now, I just, you know, pulling it out there. I listened to Cheadle on, oh, uh, on Marin.
1: Good episode, okay, dude. Um, can I just say this go ahead. is Don Cheadle, not the dude. Like, just the dude of it's our... Never been in question. It never <laughs> has been, but I'm just letting everybody know who... Does, as, as Dad would say, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. But Don Cheadle, dude. That guy, I could listen to him talk for... Top five Don, Don Cheadle movies? Oh, Is that dude, an episode? Why don't we just do it's his whole pro filmography? He, we haven't done an actor yet. Why don't we just start with Don Cheadle?
0: I, I would not be opposed. cheadle <laughs> Don cheadle Cutting the
1: Cheadle? No.
0: <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. Off mic. Okay. You... Let's get into it. All right, okay. let's kick it off. We're doing a top five. Again, we already spoiled it. Contagion is my number one. Me so too. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kick it off then. Go just, for it. I already it. told you, ruined it. I I have a tie at my five slot, and again, this is viral slash outbreak. You didn't clearly define it for me, so maybe we can talk through whether you think these qualify or not.
1: Okay. Yes, we could do that.
0: I got a tie. Okay, I cheated shivers from 1975 yeah and rabid from 1977 both from mr david cronenberg you got shivers which is on a small scale Mm -hmm. it's an apartment complex essentially where shit starts going crazy um and then rabid kind of expands the scale they're different like Shivers is more so Like the beings become sexualized, and that's, that's how they're right. passing it. Are they all it. jumping all in, in the pool at campus. the end of that one? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I only remember that from 100 Scariest Movie Moments, but okay. That
0: no, you're remembering it from a decade under the influence. Is that it? That yes, is because Shivers job. is not. On it's the not scary. That's right. Um, but anyways. Good pull. Very creepy, very gross. This is kind of my stand-in for, and I don't mean to step on your toes, but this is my stand-in for maybe like a Romero movie, which I don't have on my list. I don't. Okay, I was going to speak in generalities. but uh, And it's a different take. And again, I like the transit They're two years apart, and just seeing the transition between. They're both still super low budget, but he's working in Canada. He knows how to use the dollar. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to use the, the loogie. What am I talking about? What do they have
1: up there? I mean, probably at that time, they sold the Franc, maybe? I don't know. Whatever the French had? I don't know. Not sure.
0: Anyways, they're creepy. They're lo-fi. They're gross as hell. Um,
1: The Adams Family. Oh, (laughs) what?
0: And again, we're talking... It borders on zombies. There's a little bit of a sci-fi element to it. But it's, it's unique unto itself. Particularly Shivers, I would say. Rabbid's a little more traditional, like creepy ghoul looking people yeah but i don't know okay that that's what i went with i was trying to, trying to no no it up a little bit if yeah. you've never seen him it's a good it's a good introduction to cronenberg but he's also a dude who has like three kind of distinct phases to his career and you can kind of jump into any of those and i know people that like completely disregard the 70s output and are all about the 80s yeah and then hate anything that's not in the 80s and then I also know people who are like, "No, it's like I'm a History of Violence, Eastern Promises, a dangerous give method me, kind give of me guy. Give me that guy. I yeah. want him. Yeah, uh, I, I celebrate the man's entire catalog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ride or die for Cronenberg. Yeah,
0: so that works. That's that's my five slot: Shivers and Rabbit.
1: Um, my five. Uh, I'm interested. I think because, and this is as a whole. This is zombie. This is viral outbreak. This is everything. I'm always interested in. The mundane moments Surrounding the start of something I'm not necessarily like Oh the world's going to hell and I have to do No give me like on the ground What's going on At the time and I saw maybe this Shouldn't qualify as one maybe maybe the thing In it wouldn't qualify as a pandemic It's but- not the thing is it No but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah that would be like Everybody's that should be everybody's number two just to show you how Quickly that like shit can go crazy What What's your number five uh, Do you remember Pontypool from Canada that's my number two. Oh, okay. We this can is table the benefit it. We of, table. Well, this is the benefit of the
0: short list. It's yeah. fine. Whatever.
1: No. We'll table it for five. That was my five. Okay. Let's go to your four. My
0: number four. Excuse me. Might be stepping on your toes. Fairly new, but effective. Uh, it Comes at Night for oh, Mr. Yeah. Trey Edward Schultz.
1: I didn't even think about that one, dude. I completely forget about that movie.
0: And because it's not...
1: You don't it's know what it is. not so
0: much about what it is because, again, we kind of came to the conclusion that it it's is just, just fear in yeah. general. It's the fear of the other, the fear of what might happen. But it does take place in a post-apocalyptic setting with some sort of airborne virus that presumably can be transmitted because they, they're burning the bodies. Right. I remember that. I mean, that's literally how the movie opens. So. Yeah. um again that's not really the focus it is a people on people movie which Mm -hmm. is always kind of the most interesting aspect of this is like yeah coronavirus may very well wipe out a ton of the population but the the ramped up scare factor around everything and also just how divided we are in general and like nobody can agree on anything has led to a lot of you're not taking it seriously enough. Well, you're making light of it and that's not good for anybody. Yeah. And a lot of back and forth. And it's not hard to see that like that core element can escalate to a level of just like, just fucking you stay away from me. You stay in your place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know these outsiders. I don't I don't trust these people. And yeah. then the natural tensions that boil over from that. So I, but I, I also love this movie for an exploration of that side of and where this could, if, potentially
1: and I know it's not sexy so we'll never get into a Hollywood movie but like I also think it's really interesting that we have not seen it's one of the reasons why we can say contagion is like really great because it does pop up in that but I think we don't think about the the other side of well it doesn't matter about that we need to let's pull resources let's let's cut this let's do that everybody go home. Let's try and just contain this thing. Let's do this. And there is like a concerted effort on a certain part, on everyone's part, regardless of like what it's going to cost, what it's going to do, that we all know we need to do something about this. And we do kind of come together. I don't think we, I hope we don't ever get to that point where like things are breaking down. Like you said, like this, like it comes at night. But I feel like one of the things you don't see a lot in movies is a lot of the like, let's pull resources. Let's try and do something. Let's Mm -hmm. try and get, this going let's try and do that let's do something i think it's like we always find it as you see a we're lot late, of we're done the, it's yeah, all it's you all, see a lot of the
0: panic in the moment usually and then if anything if you do have the happy ending kind of scenario if if anything it's you've been isolated with this one small group or person and then all of a sudden when it expands out it's like oh well the government came in and, and fixed it it's good yeah like it's it's usually a lot of that and that's again we've said it we're going to continue to say it but contagion is by far the most just grounded and realistic depiction of something mm-hmm. like this that again when you were watching it in theaters at the time was like oh, okay this is kind of like sars or like h i don't even it had h1n1 had happened yeah by then so it's it had a different feel to it and but for some reason it wasn't as like just scare I mean I remember being like creeped out by it and thinking it was extremely effective and especially everything. the end shot. But oh God dude. The reveal at the end of that movie. Incredible that's one of those things I'm like there there's definitely still people that are have never seen it and are all of a sudden catch and I, it did well when it came out. Yeah. But it's a, I, I can't wait. I'm probably gonna rewatch it tomorrow night. I'm yeah. Just, I'm thinking. Is it
1: you have to rent it or is it free on Prime? I think yet. Hulu has it right now. Okay. Good. Somebody has it. Somebody free. should have it for free. I mean yeah. obviously, you know can make a killing right now if they had to pay rent, rent it, but still, yeah. Um,
0: and of course, if you if you type in virus movies on Google, there are a billion outlets that are releasing their top 20 mm-hmm. virus outbreak movies to watch while you're in quarantine, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, we're just jumping on the bandwagon, you know, yeah. Might as well, whatever.
1: We're just doing five, we're making it easier for you. You have to exactly. read as much, okay, or listen as much. So, where were we at? My number four, yeah. Um, I'm going to cheat here at number four just because I think it's interesting on both sides. Um, same premise, different directors, different years. I really like the crazies. Not so much the back end. This is number three, actually, right? This is my number four. I gave you my five. No, you gave me your number four as Pontypool. My five was Pontypool. Uh, your four was that.
0: What did you kick off with?
1: Pontypool number five. Oh. You said it was your two. I said, let's wait a minute. You I, went to your I, four. I started. Now I'm going to my four. Oh, God. But I'm cheating with my four and saying both versions of the crazies. Okay. For the simple fact of like just how something spreads through a town mm-hmm. and just the opening stuff. The whole back half, like the government knows they're watching you and like you get out of the town and they've got an eye on you kind of thing, which happens in the remake, and then like the oh, everything's just gonna go to shit in the seventies version, yeah. like it is what it is, but just I
0: think also one of the rare cases where I'll just straight up be like this may sound like sacrilege, but just watch the remake because I actually do think it's a superior film. Me too. In that this was particular a, I, okay. case, as well shot. Olafant's pretty dialed in. He's Olafantastic. I should it say. is definitely from that era, a little bit forgotten, but I feel like it has enough of a, a kind of a cult status of people who are like, "No, this was really solid for the time, and still holds up." So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would more ride for the remake in that case that's one of the
1: rare cases where i would flat out be like no just watch the remake because i don't know this was what that was after dawn after day it was after he was done with that or was it before he went to dawn and day was it in the mid it's before dawn yeah so crazy's is like late 60s yeah that's right i don't know mid 70s like early 71 yeah yeah, because dawn is 78 yeah up but yeah, the, the but the remake of the crazy
0: and recommend both just for like the separation of time, just seeing how like it was approached in early 70s versus like mm-hmm. a modern take on it. It's worth watching both. And of course, for one sure, and, and
1: one is just like, oh, people are it's almost like I think the original it's akin to like, oh, they just want to like be hippies and just kind of go crazy and whatnot. And the new one is like, oh, they're like terror demons and they're just like wind up killing whatever, like their impulse is gone. And, you know, but the whole deal they're, is like, yeah. If you get it, you have a fever, you'll know it, and you'll start to see signs. And That's like the the people transitioning in that movie yeah. is the creepy
0: factor when you, like, all of a sudden, re- oh, God, what's happening to this person? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, like,
1: the the army coming in and being like, we didn't know we were going to be doing this to civilians, but, like, we, uh, fine, then just leave us and, like, go. Okay, yeah, I didn't find anything. I'm leaving, you know, because. And who is his wife in that? I'm trying to think. Roda Mitchell? That really? is, yeah, she's yeah. really good in that. Yeah, man but um but yeah so number my number four would be the crazies just for that I mean again in this case it doesn't really necessarily matter if it's a virus or whatever thing I'm looking specifically at how a movie deals with it moving throughout a population slash community slash us as a human as humans and I just think that there's some really good parts of like just putting it all together showing the initial stages of a breakdown so anyway your number My three.
0: next one I feel like has to be on your list, or maybe you disregard it. I don't know. I have twenty-eight days later. Oh god, yeah, that was,
1: that's my that was actually my number three slot too. So we'll just go from there.
0: Okay, um, I mean we've talked about it a good bit, honestly, on some of our October episodes, more in relation to what it did to the zombie genre. But again, this hits kind of both sides of it, where the like the desolation of the like seeing the city of Images very similar to what you've seen in the last few weeks where it's like, here's this extremely famous, like, huge, well-trafficked part of the world. And, like, showing us the Vatican or Disney World or whatever the day before, the day after, like, announcements were made or lockdowns were made. And just, like, it's a ghost town. It's just
1: so, so unsettling. You know somewhere in the hills and in hollywood there is somebody like can we not get boots on the ground in these places to just get like stock footage to have because you know there's somebody that's like this is the perfect time to go get free footage of these things to like have all my b-roll i had not even thought of that but But, like like, think about it if you're in orlando makers around the world they should be like hazmat shooting up
0: cool shit yeah Yeah.
1: i mean i want to see like the like the day after Disney or something like that. Just like even somebody making a documentary about this as a thing in our time, you got to be at you I mean, Think about all the access to great B-roll you've got. I'm not saying you should go out there and do it. I'm not saying you should just throw caution to the wind, but if you're healthy and you take your precautions, wear a mask like Jude law Yeah. in the end of contagion, exactly. just mind your suit. Yeah. You know, just mind your suit, you know, go, go and go. And I mean, the the guy the the movie that the flora project guy made the first one he made was all on his iPhone and it looked great. Yeah, shoot it with your iPhone. I mean, I think we're sitting here and we're like,
0: dude, hey, shut the fuck up. We should go
1: do this. Right yeah. Now. Where should we go? We should. Yeah. Go. Okay. What? All right. If you have one free access to anything, you got a drone and your iPhone. No one's there. Oh, what are What are you, what oh, are you shooting? What are you shooting that like? You would love to just not that you want to see it all by yourself, but like, what are you? You got free access. No one's there. What are you shooting?
0: What are you doing? Well, you probably couldn't get there, but I mean, there's a just total lame, stupid part of me that's just like, well, I want to go shoot like Times Square and recreate Vanilla Sky with me. Yeah. Instead, do it. But um, yeah. Okay, that's my answer. Fine. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's so lame. I I I gotta. I'll think on.
1: I would do that, but I would do the. uh, Was it? I don't know what what prefecture it is I think it's in Shinjuku but it's the one that's always yeah immediately I'm like literally anywhere in Japan would be a better choice than what I just said the one you always see that like there's just tons of people every day like it's just like never leave if that was clear and there was nothing there I would just stand in the middle
0: excuse me I want to do what I just said but I want to do it in like downtown Tokyo I want to like recreate Lost in Translation but like truly isolated yeah, completely by yourself
1: Yes, that would be dope. Not metaphorically isolated, or um, like walking the Golden Gate Bridge with no cars by myself. That shit would be dope. That would be pretty. Dope. I got like a drone following me as I'm walking. Like he pans yeah, out.
0: Normally, post-apocalyptic, you always see abandoned cars across any yeah, bridge. Yeah, it's just nobody. And, like, stuff yeah, like that. Thing, it's, like it's like nobody's nope, there. There's nobody
1: there. Yeah, you know, yeah. just take that walk across that bridge. Welcome to Oakland.
0: I like it. But anyway, okay, so we get all of that crazy, unsettling imagery. With then it has days the extremely intense viral side of just like if you get any of this viscera, anywhere near you anywhere near any of your ocular cavity your a mouth, wound you, anything anything if it can get, get into your body you are like, done less than a heartbeat yeah oh god Naomi harris so good and and kelly murphy who was about to be in a quiet place part two oh really I don't know if we're ever gonna see that movie now um because it's been postponed indefinitely
1: so. But he made it, right? Yeah, it's done. Well, see, I will see going to come out next Now, weekend, I saw yeah, a trailer, thing. and Krasinski was in the trailer before it all happened, like Life talking back, to a... I'm okay, right. I'm like, okay. This he, is an excuse he, to get him in there. Well, is he directing it again, too? Because he directed <laughs> yeah. the first one? Yeah. It would be really weird if he was like... You Take know my what? vision and hand it off. Yeah. Somebody something will shoot right. my wife for like six weeks. Yeah. I'm going to go do Jack Ryan season three yeah. <laughs> or something. That would have been pretty fucked That would have been weird as fuck. You're right.
0: Um... Yeah, so but anyways, Killing is gonna be that. He's great. He's great in this. Anyways, you get all of that, the crazy, like actual legit, scary and somewhat grounded and believable. You buy the rage virus just because of how that movie opens. Mm-hmm. And it's so so effective. And then you get to all the people on people shit, which again is my like Kind of perversely favorite and aspect you get the, of but, any of these type you of but you
1: get movies. the best and the worst of it. I think that's why that movie stays because you have Brendan gleason with a tactical thing like lights on. I'm trying to save people. Yeah, we got to get out of here. But you and you see everything he's done to survive. But we got to get out of here. Let's get to the countryside. Let's do this and that transition. And then you see oh the soldiers that this this like you know this thing that was built to protect and all that that you know, breaking down in lieu of a government or mm-hmm. society and the dangers of that. And like you get it all in once. And I think people forget about that, but I was the last time we talked about it, I didn't mention it, but I think that is the key to why 28 days later stays fresh. Excuse me. When you're talking about this, because you get every side you get, this is the best of us pooling our resources. Let's get together. Let's try and make something of this. Let's try and survive. Well, we got to move. All right, let's move. And then you get the—we didn't think this was going to be this big of a deal. There's no women here. Yeah, we got g- guns, and we're kind of relatively safe. But like, other things aren't working for us. So we got to do something about that. And you get that, like, that that creeps in, and you're just like, "What are you gonna do?"
0: Making me want to rewatch it right
1: now, dude. Man. It's it's it is one of the best. That's why it's one of. Might...
0: Again, those guys were a match made in heaven. I kind of like. I mean, Garland has completely just like. Have you watched any of Devs yet? Mm-mm. Oh my god, dude. There's a new episode tonight. That's what I'm watching as what soon as it? you leave. Devs. Mm-mm. It's on Hulu. It is Alex Garland's eight episode limited series. Directed everything, wrote everything. Nick Offerman's
1: in it. Um Let's just take a second, kids. Okay. Just remember. Alex Garland wrote The Beach. Twenty days later. And Tesseract, before he ever thought anything about writing the script for 28 days later he writes Twenty Eight days later and now that man is like writing and directing good shit so if you're a kid out there and you think he's one of those weird people that i like like, grew up on in a weird way and
0: it's like and now he's like a total auteur unto himself yeah and he's incredible and you could argue just for sheer track record granted they haven't made as many movies but if you want to compare the like Boyle his Garland. first three movies to, excuse me, his first, he's only done two so far. Yeah. I keep thinking of devs as a movie, in my head, yeah. but it is not. Um, but if you want to look at the first two Garland movies versus the first two Danny Boyle movies, like there's a, you could have a really good conversation there. That's all I'm going to say. You kind of feel but like collaborations. On the, you you feel like on made. the
1: set of, and it, it will, if you're talking about it, it all gels here because this is, I think the first meeting of the two. No, yeah, mm. no. It's the beach is the, the first. Beach. I'm sorry, but this is the first one where, like, I guess maybe he. I feel like maybe on this one more than anyone, Garland's on set every day. He's trying to like do everything he can. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you be on set every day at the beach? But I mean, you're not really, you're not <laughs> like pulling, you're not swinging for the fences with that. It's it's just a, it's a loose adaptation of your book. Yeah, you wrote Twenty Eight Days, so you wrote the screenplay for that. Like that's your baby. You know, do what you want. But yeah, because he he didn't do the adaptation of yeah.
0: That's right. It's so odd because they and then he wrote he did Sunshine as well with Ex- Boyle. Oh, but dude, yeah, I it all about Sunshine. it all starts because he adapts his book. But yeah, he did not actually did adapt- get to do the screenplay. Yeah, maybe maybe better movie. I don't know. I do. I mean, I still love the beach. I'm not. We don't have to get into it on this podcast. But you know. Maybe, maybe Alex Garland making his adaptation of his own book now would be, but he's off in sci fi land, baby, and he's not coming back. Nope. Every gone. Everything is like super high concept
1: executed at a level that you're just like, dude,
0: you have been waiting to do this. Like, you, and here's life. the thing, yeah, and so like, he,
1: he's one of those that's like, I didn't think they'd ever let me do this. They're letting me do this shit. I'm doing what I can before they realize they probably shouldn't let me do this shit. So I'm I'm getting it while I can. Again, watch devs. I got well, I'll check it out now. I've seen stuff where on like the,
0: it's one of those two where like I can't tell you anything about it. Okay. Even if I wanted to, I can't like describe <laughs> it to you. I can give you the bare bones of the plot, but like you don't even need it. Just jump in, man. Okay. There's I'll definitely check that out. I mean, Saul is Better Call Saul is on right now, but those are the two best shows like currently on television in 2020. I'm just saying, and I've watched two episodes of Devs, but it's just a fact. Okay. We're not on the TV arc. We'll get there. we sorry it. for cutting. More, one more, one more for you. Twenty to days us. later is amazing. It had to be on both of our lists. My number two is that what we're doing. We're talking pool Yes. Yeah. I love this one for the perspective yes, more than anything, which is we, we know that there's something amiss. There's something going on. This is Canada, right? Right. I don't even know what part of Canada, but we're, we're just trapped in a radio station. Excuse me. With Mr. Stephen McHattie, who, by the way, I just rewatched history of violence recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I totally forgot. That's him as the bad, the bad man. Um, <sighs> And then I was convinced that the other guy in the opening was like, is that fucking Jason Clark? I was like, is that Jason Clark before like anybody knew who he was? And I'm just I'm looking at this guy, I was like, it's gotta be him. Gotta be him. Not him, dude. But it's his doppelganger. 100%. And I can't even remember the actor's name now. Hmm. Anyways, back to Pool. Steve McHattie's amazing in it. He's this radio disc jockey, and we slowly are getting that, like, something's going on. We're not quite sure. It seems like kind of mass hysteria is eventually erupts. But this is one of those interesting ones because of the type of virus that it yes. is and how it is transmitted, which yes. is through speech and language, which is a fascinating subtext to all of this, which is how we communicate about these things. So just for sheer uniqueness and like it's an inventive horror movie it's mm-hmm. got social commentary baked into it and it's also just it's good small-scale indie filmmaking from what i under- i don't think it was like a big, no it's not a huge big, big deal. release yeah. or anything and it's just super effective i've seen it like three or four times now it's one of those that i got too late where it's just it kept showing up on lists where it was like best horror movies you haven't seen yeah Check this one out and i finally i was like well, there's a reason people talk about it all the time. Very unique, very interesting vibe, and genuinely like creepy in a way that you don't kind of fully see coming. Some of it is done strictly through audio and what you're hearing over the airwaves. Some of it is just like as you start to realize what this thing is exactly, mm-hmm. ve- like, you realizing it's maybe the implications too late of it are even it's one, it's a thinking man's horror movie, in as much as like the more you dive into the concept of what it's actually about. The creepier it actually is and it's like it seems like super high concept but at the same time it's, it's really like, simplistic I could totally see something like this happening yeah um yeah so Pontypool that's my number two
1: your number two maybe not the best version we've talked about <clears throat> it a little bit but I will again thanks for covering the mouth with the, the thank you.
0: you gotta survive
1: yeah <laughs> live to fight another day um because uh, and you gotta live to find another day. Because you know, Doctor Robert Neville will be at the pier daily. <laughs> he can help you. He can help survivors. He's there. And that's what you got to worry about. Nice segue. That is my. That is. I figured it was gonna be on here.
0: Yeah. The only reason it's not on mine, really.
1: Well, again, yeah, it's three different. And it's also
0: not. I mean, at least the I, I am Legend film adaptation is not and it doesn't really have much to do with the outbreak. Do any of the tellings? I mean, I'm trying to think of Omega man. How do you get, you get a little bit of
1: it. Well, you get a little bit of like them working, like knowing that something was going on and him working on it. And the Mm -hmm. whole explanation is like, he had a cure and the helicopter crashed because the guy that was flying it got sick as they were going down. And Mm -hmm. that's what saved him. So that's why he's by himself. And you get little bits of like, backstory of what the, what the world was like and all that but cutting in the opening of like we've done it we've cured cancer this is great to boom here's so many days after the initial outbreak and Earth's taking it Earth is taking back what we built and then you get him by himself but then you flash beforehand with like the fear and the intensity of the shit went it sh- it went airborne we gotta get off the island of Manhattan you got to go. You know, I thought you said it wouldn't do this. Uh, We thought so, but it is. You got to get out of here. And just cutting back and forth between what life is now for this man and what it was and the intensity of, like, that is as close to ground zero as we get before you get to, like, World War Z, which is probably a good one in the case of, like, global powers and what people do to condition for some type of event, but completely unrealistic with the whole zombies throwing themselves everywhere. I don't really go for that. I go for the more, like, Israel's winning. Why are they winning? I don't know. Let's get somebody on the ground over there to figure out what's going on. How are we working this thing? How's the Yeah, UN? I
0: that's a movie that I totally I felt was like noted to death. Mhm. I supposedly we're still getting a second one at some point, but who knows? But I remember enjoying it more when it was just like boots on the ground with Pitt it's been, and the smaller it got, like as the movie went on. Yeah. But the more big scale, like we gotta have spectacle. We gotta have something people haven't seen before with the zombies. Again, yeah, I'm totally right there with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I get, I get it. You gotta like, you know, you gotta up the ante A- after 28 days later. Where are you gonna take it? Yeah. So I get it, but. There's good aspects to that one, and I've never watched the unrated cut. I didn't know if it was one of those that was maybe like think salvaged much, in the, I don't in the I don't editing think so. somehow. But I honestly
1: couldn't tell you. I, don't I, think I've I seen would it still either. be
0: down for a two if you don't. I remember at one point like Fincher was supposed to come in and direct it, and I was like, "Do that, do that." Yeah,
1: but no. Yeah, and just on the scale of everything, just how, how again, just going back to am Legend real quick, just the the other aspect of it of like. If this was you. And I think that's the one thing that like draws more than anything. Everybody talks about It's like it's not so much like it's like a fear fantasy you get to live of like, well, would I do this? Would I do that? So it's like, yeah, the thing in the night that's left is a thing. But at the same time, if you took out the paranoia and like the, oh, my God, do you have this illness of it comes at night? I would still watch that movie just to see like how this family has gone from all of the luxuries we have and that we take for granted, not to, mit- to mention like human contact to begin with, but cutting that down to four people, three people in a cabin in the woods trying to survive because you don't know what else is out there. It's airborne or whatever it is. That still, to me, is the interesting part of it all. And that's where I go with a lot of these post apocalyptic cuz you know i t- i typed in virus movies i typed in vi- you know viral outbreaks and i got like oh resident evil extinction extinction resident evil after i'm like i get it it's zombie stuff and it is what but it is got
0: wreck and quarantine etc
1: the first quarantine with the girl from dexter i don't think was that bad i think i really i saw that in theaters i think Just i enjoyed it that wreck, though like yeah. don't, don't bother with it yeah um there's a couple of those, so, right? There's like two or three of those. Wreck and I Wreck I think two? Wreck is up to like four.
0: Yeah, maybe? that's right. I don't know. I stopped after two. I don't know if I've seen the third one. Um, and of course, we didn't mention like Outbreak. Oh, God, Yeah. Which is a total cable movie that's like. It's one of those weird ones that like. I couldn't really tell you any scene in it beyond the like the movie theater scene where you see it start spreading between people. And like I have visions of Hoffman and and Cuba in my head but yeah. i i haven't seen it in forever even though i know i've seen that movie like i don't think easy, it like five or six times i just I'm don't sure know if it holds up because i feel
1: like three years after it came out they're making jokes about it on friends and so i don't yeah. know if it holds up in light of the well, by, probably at also, the time it, it was really like
0: good the crazy general who wants to like make it a bio weapon or like that's a whole angle to it too mm-hmm. it, yeah yeah so not outbreak No. But you and I did agree Contagion is like hands down the number one best. It's the most well acted. It's the most grounded. It's the most realistic. It's a mosaic in the way that some of the best Soderbergh movies are where we've got all these different little tiny, very 70s ish almost Mm -hmm. where you would have like okay here's a big like disaster event going on or whatever but we have all these tiny stories within it. Exactly. But showing all the aspects of it from like just a you know quote unquote boots on the ground normal suburban dad like damon just dealing with his daughter and like his wife who's just passed away um and then you've got your characters at the cdc as well you've got your crazy like journalist guy played by uh jude law you've got you know you got all these different aspects of it. We see a little bit. There's not as much on the like political spectrum and like government response but outside of like the CDC stuff. But we still get to see
1: because he, all did, doesn't, of that he as well. doesn't he doesn't he end up getting arrested because like he's he's like spreading he's spreading paranoia and like he's lying to people about something to take to try and cure himself. Yes, because like, I remember them. But I remember them tailing him and like arresting him when he goes to meet somebody in and an again, open park. I, I need to rewatch yeah. it because it's been a bit. But again.
0: Off of the two viewings I've had, I can just flat out tell you, like, it, no, it's, no, it's it's the best viral outbreak. Every time, movie. every time
1: anything like this has ever come up since that movie came out, Mom has been the one that's like, "It's gonna happen," you know. I'm oh, like, "She stop," and she's like, "No, it it's going to." That's my fear. She's like, "I'm I'm afraid of a bug. There's gonna be some bug because she, we've been she giving loves everybody." That one, I I will say, she's brought up contagion on multiple. Like, I think that's a movie
0: she re-watches probably like on a regular basis
1: because she always says it's like well we gave everybody antibiotics we did we didn't fight it enough all this and that and i'm over here like well great i'm on amoxicillin right now that makes me feel like i'm not that's not gonna going could do shit for this whatever with my tooth that had to come out or whatever all that but i'm gonna take it because they say to take it till it's done so um what you gotta do we'll move it on from from this to the uh we're gonna go to the tbr next uh, yeah. yeah so but we will say um wash your hands cover your mouth stay out of public places if you can. Be kind to one another, um, and we'll get through this. And take, if you are take, hearing this, take
0: it seriously, but don't yeah. don't take don't lose your cool.
1: I mean, I've been wearing gloves we at work the last couple yeah. of days.
0: I work in the food service industry. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before. I manage a restaurant. No, I don't think you have. So, well, nice. Like, i sound you know, super mysterious we're, now.
1: We're, I mean, I'll be honest.
0: This was the first day where I noticed. I was like, I mean, it's a hot day. So a particular restaurant, I won't say where, that I work, sometimes hot days are not as good for us, okay? Mm-hmm. Because of what we serve, mm-hmm. right? Hot but, jambalaya. <laughs> yes, I work at King's Cajun Cafe down here in Charleston, South Carolina. That might actually be a place. Wait, you know.
1: told me you worked at Bridges. Bridges? Friday at 7. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry the jambalaya but no no pepper.
0: <laughs> this is like the third time we've talked about that scene fucking has come, scene, come up. Yes. It drives me nuts, dude. Who the hell orders jambalaya with no pepper? As I was saying, this is the first day I noticed though at my store that it's just like there's not as many people coming in. Like they clearly there's a lot of people who are freaked out. Well, that's
1: my question: was like, are people going to? But I want to be rush like, the stores hey, and take their own shit. Are they gonna? Are they gonna be like Uber Eats? Let's do this. Apparently, Uber's like
0: shutting it down.
1: Yeah. Something. Well, legally, they have to because I mean, you can't be the sweet. company that's taking yeah. this virus right. to everyone's doorstep right. every day and expect your. I, you know, Amazon's who I feel still running? Amazon's, Amazon's still, still good. Running? You know, who I feel really bad for. Even though it's shitty fucking beer. I feel bad for Corona. That brand. How are you going to recover from this? I mean, I'm never going to stop drinking Corona. I am drinking of Sierra Nevada right now.
0: Yeah. But it's just, that's what I like to keep in my home. But just, like I'll be goddamned if I'm not going to go to a Mexican restaurant and, and get a Corona with lime. Why would I? Why? Why?
1: What if that's the secret? What if that's the cure? Like, what if we're not thinking of it? Perhaps. And okay. I love that people like Corona, COVID nineteen, all these different names for it. Just call can we just call it the see, and this is this is my one little soapbox caveat I wanna get on. I wish people cared about this like they are now, about things that like have come in the past that have been more detrimental that we could have maybe stopped. Like, maybe if Reagan hadn't laughed at people with AIDS in the eighties, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like just put no. a little bit more care and effort into like things that can actually we could have stopped a long time ago because what if this, what if you can't, what if this is just something that like it lives with us now, you know, like, (laughs) no, I'm saying like, it just lives with it. It's just there. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, it's like, it's just the same as, okay, well, coronavirus now has like spread so much to where it's just like the common cold or flu. But if you actually get it, you're, if you're a baby or if you're an older person, you are at 10 times more risk of you dying a terrible death. And it's just there. We can't get rid of it. It's not, you know. I mean, I saw a terrible meme that one of the ladies who used to work in marketing posted about, like, "Hey, anti-vaxers, this is your time to shine." Like, I and I feel I fear for those people. I don't want the I don't want anybody to get sick or, or get hurt. So that's why we say, like, wash your hands, be nice to each other, keep it cool. It's not that bad yet, but just watch all these movies and know how bad it can get. And be prepared. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it was lovely. I think he summed it up quite well. You said it great, all great great way to end the segment. Yeah. I got this so rarely happens. We have like a clean
1: transition and I'm gonna totally ruin it by you yeah. know
0: pointing out how
1: great it was. Just play play the floor scum thing. You said it all, man. You said it all. You said it all. <laughs> you can just pull That's it. all that I have to say about Vietnam. Yeah. That's all that I have to say about COVID nineteen. Do you see Tom Hanks has that shit, man? Yeah. Fuck, man. Why do we have to... And we did ruined you, it. More importantly, did you see
0: Chet's post about it? No. Oh, my God. Pull up Twitter. <laughs> Chet's post. Who am I looking at? Chet Hanks? Yeah, Chet Hanks, man. You don't follow Chet Hanks? What are you no, doing? I follow... Do you... I do not follow Chet Hanks, for the record. It was just somebody fucking posted an article. Chet Hanks? It'll have to be like the Chet Hanks talking about his parents. It's got to be up there. He's shirtless. He has a lot of tattoos. This guy? Yeah,
1: that guy. Oh, my... Okay. You got the video? Get the video.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, is this is a HuffPost article? They, they, somebody's got to have the video. Just find it. This guy, he...
0: Looks exactly like his dad? Is that what you were going to say? Because he totally does.
1: What's up, everyone? Um, this? Yeah, it's true. My
0: parents got coronavirus in Australia right now because my dad was shooting a movie down there.
1: Um, but I just got off the phone with them. Uh, they both are fine. They're not even that sick. They're not worried about it. They're not tripping, but they're going through the necessary health precautions, obviously. But uh, I don't think it's anything to be too worried about. I appreciate um, everyone's concern and the well wishes, but um, I think
0: it's all going to be all right. But I appreciate it. And uh, just everybody stay
1: safe out there. Much love. What's
0: up, wow, that some parents got coronavirus. That crazy man, like <laughs> that.
1: Tom, ta- that that's that, 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 that is their product. That's that Collins' means. brother. Yeah, bless his heart, man. He's what some would call the runt of
0: the litter. <laughs> you know, he has a rap I, career and all. You, I, you're aware of Chet Higgs? Right? No, I have Come no idea, man. That, no. He doesn't look a thing like Tom Hanks to me. Dude, at Dude, he is the like black. She- Again, he's like it doesn't make sense. He's a rapper. He like I think, you know, hates his you know privileged life or what. I don't. I don't know what his deal is. He seems like he should I've be had, on
1: that that uh, real bros of Simi Valley show you were telling me about. Like, but uh, he's one of the people who watches it and like doesn't get that it's, it's a, about a, him. a satire. Yeah,
0: who thinks that it's. A documentary. Oh, okay. He's I, that's that's the vibe I get from him. Posted about his parents coronavirus. Do, do you think that and like what, what do you, like what was that man? I don't. I, just, I, mean, I guess people were concerned. He wanted to let them know, but I was just like, he couldn't throw on like a nice shirt, dude, or like bring a. I don't know. It was very casual, very casual. <laughs> like he rolled out of bed and was like, so, "Gotta do this." Parents got coronavirus,
1: but they're crazy,
0: good. but they're good. Don't worry, America. Hey, shout out Hanks to- Hanks
1: is in the back. Is in the pocket. He's okay. <laughs> shout out to Colin. And if you're looking for it, Hankskerchiefs. Get yourself one. You need one. Keep that shit to yourself. Keep your I germs see. to yourself. Hankskerchiefs.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Hanks revealed on Instagram that he and the wife had coronavirus. Crazy times. And that's when it got real for a lot of people. And yeah. And they were like, oh my God. If Hanks can get it, what's the world coming to?
1: Yeah. Well, see, like, I don't, if I don't have podcasts on, I have 107.5 on. So it's always sports stuff. And when they canceled sports and people are like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, yeah, what the fuck are you guys going to talk about? Like, I'm tuning in every day. I want to hear what you guys got to say about other stuff. I'm hoping I can get in and be like, you guys heard my podcast about this subject. I'll wait for them to find like the right niche when I can be like, hey, niche, 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 whatever (laughs) you want to call it. Be like, hey, guys, (laughs) I actually have a whole podcast on this one thing, arcov.com. Check it out. I'm waiting. Hopefully, I'm going to get in with no, no sports for the next two weeks. There's a podcast right there. I wonder what dad is going to do with no sports for two weeks, man. I'm very concerned. I set it off, Mike. I bet dad with no sports, he somehow, he's got like a thought in the back of his head, and he just sits down and applies himself, and he writes like the most badass coming-of-age father-and-son script anyone's ever read. And just never tells anybody about it. Finally, yeah, like, it just three years later. He puts it away in a dust drawer. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Yeah, and then finally, yeah. like, because sports comes back, right? And then finally, we're like, oh, yeah. He finally, like, listens to this episode six months later. is like, how did they know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, one night just decides to burn it in the backyard so no one will ever know how great it it's was. It's like
0: the scene in True Detective Season 3 when he comes home from yeah killing that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's
1: that screenplay. <laughs> Yeah, and but he gives still, us the shot of him over the barrel. Yeah, and he decides to burn his clothes too for some reason yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and he gives us the Michael Clark Duncan well, you wouldn't appreciate it from like the <laughs> Green Mile. <laughs> no one would appreciate it. No one would get it. Okay. But it's like everything he's ever wanted to say to us, and everything we've ever wanted dad to like be for us as a, an emotional human like support thing in our life. And he just writes it and just doesn't tell us about it. And burns it one day. This yeah. is what, okay. three years later. That's a great that's see, so that's, where that's, that's where my screenplay goes. That's where that's my movie All I'm right. gonna make.
0: Cool. Musical break?
1: Yeah, but What's, if we <laughs> but what? I was gonna tell you earlier, really, you gotta play Zero by Chris Brown. Zero 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 um, Zero. I refuse to play I know anything you won't.
0: by Chris Brown. On this podcast, I know you I can just, play him on your own podcast. I don't have one. I might even put that on this network, but I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not taking the time to go pay for any of that man's music to okay. then put it at my show. I just that's um, the only
1: song I can think of with zero in the title. Okay, give me a break. There's I'm I'm sure we can find a lot more. But he but just says zero I, three times. That's I the only like reason to I do
0: because you're gonna burn through. Your, your list when we get to your top 20. Uh-huh. Like We're not going to play 20 songs at the end of this episode. Oh, no. God, no. So, Gavin's going to give me a couple. Maybe you can give me a choice track from your list, maybe a preview, and that can take us into the break. How about that? Okay, How yeah, sure.
1: That? I could do that. But um, uh, are we not doing the whole three songs or less deal this time, but it's like my turn to like turn you on to something?
0: We can also do that.
1: All right, okay. Well, then so I got th- one. Th- oh, we'll just right. do that then.
0: All right, well, this is part one possibly the last part of three songs or less new segment happened two episodes ago on the feed go check it out
1: two episodes ago
0: on the talked mean. about tennis i sold gavin in two songs or less okay all right you ready i i, I, I sold you in two not or less because it, it yeah. took two the segment is called three songs or less i'm still getting used to this
1: How you feeling about split ends right now, Noah? You know the song? I'm you know not the sold. Okay. Yet. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got two more I can play, but we can, we can, we can go on the TV arc and if okay play one going into the, these. I mean, this isn't some brand new thing I found. I'm trying to sell you on a on a, on a on a New Zealand classic from the from the New Wave era. Okay. Probably the first like successful band from New Zealand ever. Just FYI. Okay Okay Well You want another one? No, I think
0: we'll use it as the break And maybe you can get there by the end of the episode Hopefully so By the time you reveal your top 20 Yeah, sure I think that'll work Let's do that Okay, so we're aboard the TV arc now Yeah, let's talk about some TV (laughs) Okay The Outsider ended this past weekend
1: Oh boy, did it end It sounds like you were over the moon about it How'd you feel? What'd you think? Fucking crazy. I mean, talk about... <laughs> Please do talk th- th- about... This, okay, this episode of The Outsider is like the last five minutes of The Mist.
0: In what way?
1: Everyone that I've come to know and love that I like in this show is just dropping like flies like they're nothing. Okay. It's crazy. Here's, Another crazy out not necessarily outbreak movie, but like at the end of it all, hey, the government comes and takes care of everything. Here's my struggle. What's well, your
0: struggle? You said something very key. Have come to care about. Let's 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 take a step back and look at who we have rolling into this final conflict. Mm-hmm. We have Claude. Yes. Patty Constein. Never developed much of an attachment to him, to be completely honest. Right. Beyond This is the next guy this is going to happen to. These are the circumstances. Okay. Felt even weirder when they introduce his brother into the proceedings in episode like seven or eight, somewhere in there. Seven, yeah. And I was like, okay, so now we're supposed to like, kind of invest in them and their relationship as brothers, which I never quite did. You got Bill Camp. The lawyer who's late to the party, yeah. Um, but I love Bill Camp, me too. So, just on that level, I have an attachment. The they only really understand what the fuck he was ever doing in this scenario like, why they let him anywhere near what they knew was going to be a firefight, potentially, or at the very least, a, a conflict. With, like, an evil creature of some sort. I don't know why the lawyer was part of any of this, to be completely honest. I understand that, like, they drove into the scenario after the fact. Yeah. They were gonna stay there. That wasn't the plan to bring it out there. But I was also kind of just like, I don't know, maybe Bill Camp should have been still back in the town doing a little more with Terry's wife and the... Those proceedings, because guess who else I felt like kind of faded to the background back half of the season?
1: Terry's wife. wife.
0: yeah, Mrs. Maitland. Her first name escapes me. It's Ralph's wife as well. Mayor Winningham, who I thought was one of the standouts of the entire... I mean, everybody... That's the one thing that never dwindled. Everybody's great in this show. The stuff that they're given to do... I don't know, man. And I at the end of the day, I don't know if I needed 8 episodes or 10 episodes of them doing it. I think I needed 8. I think I needed a little more concentrated narrative, streamline some of this stuff, and I feel like I would feel a little more positive or like satisfactory with the season as a whole as it stands. I liked a lot of the finale. But I did feel like structurally, it was very odd, very lopsided. Yeah. Just the amount of time we spent with that conflict up top, like, I I enjoy a cool action set piece and all of that. But, like, that's not what I thought this was all building towards. I thought what it was building towards was the conflict with El Cuco Mm -hmm. and, like, the showdown and we get that but i felt like at the it's kind of truncated at the expense of this huge action set piece at the top of the episode which again is cool and effective and you know had me kind of on the edge of my seat even though again i'm not like super invested in every single like i didn't i, I felt something for andy in as much as like i liked the relationship that he and holly had but i also felt like That got set up pretty well, but never got to a totally satisfying, like, payoff, so I didn't necessarily feel the the tragedy of it in the way I feel like they wanted you to. You know? Anyways, these are all quibbles. What did work for me, ultimately, was the rounding out of what you did get with Mrs. Maitland and the whole, like, no, he, like, was he mean to you, mommy? No, he wasn't mean to me because we've seen how she's been treated in the community, and it's like hopefully we can turn a leaf on this and like they can still exist in this place and you know things will get better for them, etc. So it hit some of the emotional beats of that. But then we get we get to the ultimate end, and by the end I mean the post credit scene. How did you feel about the post credit? And what, Gavin? Are you here?
1: I'm reading. No, I'm just reading the difference in the in what happens with the the book compared to the miniseries and what they may have had to add in or take out. What am I? What 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 are you talking about? I didn't see a. What's the end credit sequence? I watched. Did I miss something special? You,
0: I can't tell if you're. I am you You're fucking with. I'm me. not even
1: fucking with you, dude. What did I miss in the end credits? Because I watched the end and it was like okay, and they're like. That, that's pretty much it's, it's She it's, and
0: Ralph have the exchange. She's yeah. like takes an outsider, know an outsider. That, yeah, they go their separate ways. Right. Right. Okay. So the post credit scene is Holly in the mirror.
1: Oh yeah. She has a vision
0: of Jack. Yeah. And she checks her neck.
1: That's right. Yeah. has
0: Anything on her neck? Right. But then the next shot is her sitting on her bed, and she's working on something. Or whatever. And. The song playing in the background is the song that Ralph told her about like this was playing with uh, when my mom passed away. Yeah. So that's playing. And we see on the outside of her forearm that she has a giant scratch. It's the very last shot. And then we go back into credits and then they did an after the episode wrap up of the season, et cetera, et cetera. So the story ends with just them kind of like, hey, there might be some crazier shit out there. Ralph's perspective is
1: opened up. He finally gets it. Like, he finally, finally. Like, I mean, obviously when he sees and, the and video. that really
0: worked for me. Him saying to her, like, what else do you think is out there? Like, yeah, I'm curious now, essentially, and I'm open to this stuff. And she get, she's like, who knows? And it's like, all right, great way to end it. I could see this coming back for season two where they just investigate weird shit together in their spare time. Maybe he's not a cop anymore. I, I don't know. Totally great setup, and then you—you you spoil it with this like, fucking oh yeah, post-credit scene, and you're like, "Oh, Holly's been scratched, and takes an outsider to know an outsider. Maybe the cuckoo's not gone." And I'm just like, "What? I didn't. What? I didn't need that. Yeah, I did. I didn't need it. I didn't want it. And you—you you seem like it kind of faded from memory. It feels so much like it, it's like the end of fucking. I still know what you did last summer or something." Mm-hmm. It has that vibe to it where it's like, I have seen this ending a hundred times. Mm-hmm. The fake out, hey, we th- we were acting like we we're going to get you here. We're going to have a jump scare, which the series never was about yeah. jump scares. Except for the one that came literally came out of nowhere and was very effective because it was a subverted jump scare. Which it's one? It's the scene with Jack and his mom. Oh, yeah. She's talking very yeah. intensely, but all of a sudden, she, like, just jumps on top of him. and you're like, I did not fucking, like, yeah. whoa, where did that come from? That'll make you, like, sit straight up. The show was never, like, hitting those notes, and then all of a sudden, it it really felt to me like, this is, like, how you would end a shitty sequel to, like, a a lesser-than horror movie in the early 2000s. Like, what are we doing
1: here? Yeah,
0: It just really, like...
1: Honestly, dude, I don't. I mean, I remember watching that. I didn't know I was supposed to get that she had a cut. It's I, very d- pronounced to the point where you're like, "Girl, do you not realize that you've got a giant?"
0: Yeah, like you definitely you got a scratch there. Like mm-hmm. you need to check yourself out. It's it's very obvious. They want you to see it, and I'm just like, guys, like, either make this part of the narrative, put it before the the credits, and have the balls to be like this is how we're ending the show and I probably still would have talked just as much shit about it Yeah, but the fact that it had what I thought was a pretty elegant ending and got it kind of more back to the tone of where I wanted it to be which is basically like this thing started out and it was like dude this is everything we love about true crime all rolled into one and then it also has this supernatural tinge to it and like it's exciting we still don't know quite what it is Holy shit, they killed off Bateman. Like, where is this show going? And it had a lot of great energy. And then, step by step, the more we revealed what it is, gave it a name, gave it motivation, and also very, very vaguely outlined what the hell it can actually do. The stuff with, like, now Claw, it has, like, a telepathic link with Claude and anything that he knows... It knows, like, and they have to keep information secret from it. I was like, if that was a thing, you guys did not, like... No. I didn't get that until you threw it on me right I mean, now. I mean, I definitely like, get
1: it with someone like Jack. They kind of explained that already, but, like, Jack if it... stuff was great. like, Yeah, that, that works. Honestly,
0: because one you of never the strongest d- elements of the season, way more so than the ultimate showdown you get with Kuko in its, like, Patty Considine form and everything. Yeah. The What he did to Jack, and Jack struggling with that... That was, in retrospect, kind of my favorite horror element, you know, of this that gave me any sort of, like, genuine, like, it got inside my head in as much as, like, think about the amount of pain that this thing would have to be physically causing you for you to essentially be like, I will be your puppet, dude, like, chill the hell out, I'll do whatever you want me to do, just don't make me feel that. Like, yeah. I could wrap my brain around it. Yeah, that, exactly. And I thought it was a really cool concept. And we've seen, again, like, people that are, like, controlled or possessed or, like, the thrall. But the the way it was, like, visualized and just the way he navigated that performance. The shootout at the end, he's the highlight of it for me. Mm-hmm. The crazy abandon with which he's just, like, shouting at them. And then you also see where he's like, dah, dah, why'd you have to go for the car? Like, I don't want to shoot you. Like, he's warring with himself. As Even he's getting too, shit faced. It's you know, as like the drinking stuff. is like kind yeah.
1: of like helping him maybe become in a weird way sober to what he's doing because Ooh. it's like that is so in his brain that's like if I can get drunk, I can maybe have a little bit of clarity and maybe I'll just eat this bullet and not like have enough courage to do that myself and not kill these people that I would probably be with if I wasn't in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: so again, I liked a lot of things about it as a whole again i i feel like if we if we trim out two episodes here and again that's at this weird war of like well how much time can you can you take for the character stuff then and i will just simply point out true 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 detective season 1 yeah the amount of it like the amount of time that is just monologue and just hey want to go inside Russ Cole's brain for like a 15 minute stretch of this episode and the way that like those, those hour long episodes of True Detective would sometimes feel like they lasted three hours mm-hmm. because you were just like entranced by it and it's all through pacing and tone and everything and I was like trim your episode count you can still take your time with a lot of this stuff and you can maybe be a little more abstract with what the outsiders maybe take a little more time to reveal it, maybe not keep us ahead of the characters. Like I, I again, I didn't dislike it. I thought from a pure production standpoint and performances, like it's totally deserving of the HBO mantle and being on the network and all of that stuff. But I was, I was a little let down at the end of the day. That's yeah, pretty no, much I how I felt about the outsider.
1: It's like I said, it's like the end of the mist. Everybody that like is there is getting dropped because I liked one one of my better characters that I liked that I was like, I want to see what this guy does. Let's see where he goes. You know, like the, uh, I didn't go with him because, you know, before we used to go on raids in Iraq, I'd get, you know, metal taste in my, copper taste in my mouth. Jeremy Bob. And I, uh, dude, I didn't want to go. So I didn't go. And then he goes and who the first one to die. Fucking great. Popped off. Like, did you ever watch the Nick? No. You need to watch the next.
0: I got the, I got the first season I can lend you if you want to take it. Um, it's Soderbergh. Okay. Clive Owen.
1: I feel like I've you seen know. that.
0: You may have seen bits and pieces. Probably. I'll give you the first season anyways. Jeremy Bob, that's where I first saw him. And then he is also on... Did you watch Russian Doll? With Natasha Lyonne from last year? I watched like the first two episodes. He's also in that. Okay. You would have seen him in those two episodes. But he just... He's one of those dudes who pops yeah, up yeah. all the time. But yeah, no. I really loved it. And I felt like he... The scenes with him, for instance, like, maybe you didn't have time for that if you were cut down to eight Mm -hmm. episodes. And those were some of my favorite moments. The kind of just, like, non-sequitur stories that just, like, just added to the mood and the vibe Mm -hmm. of everything. He, arguably, of the supporting, like, you know, banded together, loose ragtag group of people we had at the end, he was one of the ones I was more invested in on a base level of, like, I like this guy. I like the way he comports himself and, like, the way he interacts with everything. So... When he got taken out of the end of nine, I definitely was like, no oh, shit, man. But I got to be honest with you. Once that was out of the way, I was kind of like, okay, well, they're not going to kill Ralph. They're not going to kill Holly. They'll probably kill Andy because that'll fuck Holly up. Um, Bill Camp, Maybe he's got to come back for some lawyer stuff. So maybe he sits this one out. I don't know. And I was like, and Patty Constantine, 50, 50. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't come out of this thing. The uh, brother. Sure. I was like, the brother? Definitely fucking dead. Oh, you already knew from the trailer
1: that he was going to die. You saw it on his face. You saw, you could see that moment in the trailer. You knew it was coming. Yeah. The other cop with him, too. I was just like, I really, I enjoyed, like, that.
0: Oh, Miguel Sandoval, yeah. I think. Like, yeah, like, he was. Um, No, he was great, too. I, I was, love, And I was genuinely his, worried about his. His interactions with Ralph Of just kind of like, dude, you just need to, like, wrap your head around this shit. Like, she's not being that unreasonable. Like, that was all good, good stuff. Again they give me enough surface level stuff with all those characters to like be invested to a certain extent but yeah. I also wasn't like th- again, what I was excited to see in that episode was not like who of my of this band is gonna live or die facing this thing. what I wanted to see was the conflict with El cuco and specifically Holly and Ralph, which again it eventually gets to and I know it feels like somehow it's gotta like... Thin out the herd to let all this happen. Again, you're moving off the novel or whatever. But I maybe would like a construction where they're all out, like the peripheral guys are outside dealing with Jack, who has them pinned down, and Holly and Ralph go into the cave, trying to shut down El cuco to take out Jack because it's like if we can kill him. The spell will be broken essentially. Mm-hmm, yeah, maybe Jack can walk away from this. Maybe he does walk away from this. Yeah, and it becomes a battle for Jack's soul. So, one to of speak. the more satisfying yeah, I could elements see of the whole. show. I'm not trying to like you know Monday morning quarterback it, but no,
1: no, that makes complete sense. Though I could see that working. So I agree with that. Anyways,
0: but yeah, I mean, I we had a fun time watching it and talking about it for the last couple weeks. I'm not hating on it, Westworld right back on sunday so sunday nights on hbo are not slowing down i gotta, down I gotta kind of finish
1: see, i gotta finish season one and two man one and two like i got like numbers listen i was burning through number i was burning through i was like i'm number six have of season had, one have
0: you had season one spoiled for you
1: no not yet here's what i
0: will say just finish season one which you can conceivably do very easily and then just go watch a recap for season And then just jump in with three. Okay. And you don't have to tell anybody. We can pretend like you watched it, but you don't need to sit through all of season two. Okay. It'll only make you angry at the show and consider whether you even want to come back for season three well see that's the I thing knowing three, three knowing that three is on the table and really, like i really see really that really tested my fucking patience well
1: see that's the thing now I, I mean everybody says that now i want to it's like no one ever told me i'm gonna skip season three of game of thrones so i watched all of game of thrones before game of thrones ended and then they're like hey
0: by the way just pretend like that last season yeah didn't. so <laughs>
1: like now i'm like okay if i don't watch them all what am I going to do? But I was in the middle of episode six of uh, of that when you were like, yo, zero, zero, zero. And I was like, oh, I saw ads for that. What's that about, brother? It's this, it's this. And I was like, no, nah, never mind. We're <laughs> stopping everything now. I Let's would, go do I this. I waited
0: a couple of days to text you because I was just like, thank God you did. I, I Cause, well, because I wanted to see if you were going to come to it on your own and like message me about it because I, I knew we hadn't said anything to each mm. other. And I was just like, okay. It's got Michael Mann vibes. It's about the international cocaine trade. And Gavin's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, It's got Mandy in it. I was like, yeah, Andrew Riceboro is one of the leads. Um, Mogwai does the fucking score. And I think the the kicker was uh, Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne, (laughs) dude. The return of Gabriel Byrne. Um, Who, spoiler alert, I'll go ahead and say this, whatever. They do the old the old Bateman uh, switch,
1: but they do Bateman the switch. We're gonna call that a I thing tot- from now on. I totally stole it from. The- I stole it from. Don't it doesn't Watch, matter. I think probably. Who cares? The old Bateman switch. We're going with it.
0: Or maybe Vanity Fair's podcast. I don't know. I'm not the first one to think of it. The Bateman switch. Whatever. We got it. We should really come up with who's the first one to ever do that. Where it was, because. Uh, never mind. I literally almost spoiled something we were just talking about. Sorry. Okay. Shut up. Okay. Zero, zero, zero. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes. Big international production about the international cocaine trade. We have three main focuses. We have the Linwood family, Andrew Riceborough, and Dane DeHaan are the
1: brokers of the deal. Yes. They're, they're responsible are the for transportation.
0: They are the children of one Mr. Gabriel Byrne who owns this giant international shipping company and when some shit goes south in the first episode, uh the the kids got to step up and uh and see the load through. Okay? Right. We got the buyers. Okay? That would be the Italians, correct? So we start with Don Mino. Don Mino. It's the Don Stefano. Or Stephane. he's not Don. Yeah, it's Don Stefano. Is he a Don? He's not a Don. They, call, the, Don they kept, is the top.
1: They kept calling him Don Stefano the entire Don time. Stefano. Okay. Yeah. Like in, in the little so opening. So Don
0: Minu, who's this old guy. He's been in the game for a while. He's the, the tippity top, if you will, the, the Corleone of this situation. And he's blind. He's been living in hiding. And he's basically come out of hiding to make one big last gesture to all of the families in Italy. To like, hey buy this shit ton of cocaine really good price and we're gonna get everybody back in business everybody's gonna get a taste it's gonna be great it's gonna be great little does he know there are people gunning for his spot essentially that's what always happens when you're on top somebody's somebody's gonna he doesn't know that it's his own grandson right i'm basically spoiling most of the first episode i'm trying to get people on board because yeah. i feel like nobody's talking about this show so you got double crosses you got stuff going on and then and then what's going on down in mexico
1: well, you've got a ragtag group of uh commanderos, federales, whatever you want to call them that are tracking. You the, have a bunch of guys who are army who basically become
0: their own private army.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, that's like been my favorite thing to watch is their transition my, from like It's
0: probably my favorite. It's like I, and it's it's sad to say that I do you haven't finished it yet. You have a couple more to go. We'll talk about this two more, to go. more in depth. Yes. Um but it is one of those shows where you want to be kind of excited for anywhere you point the camera, any storyline that you're dipping into. Um, I mean, I'm excited de- for all
1: three, but that's definitely
0: my favorite one to watch. It, it, to the point where it almost overwhelms it for me. The A show that's very different, but comes to mind is Too Old to Die Young.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not because of the... Stri- Again, this is like... You can wrap your head around this. This is basically an international crime thriller like... You know, there's like 20 or 30 of them that get released every year, but this is essentially an eight-hour version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't like... Never mind. I, I'm struggling with how much I want to like
1: say, because you haven't watched. You haven't completed it yet. But okay, well, I promise you, next time we're here, we can use this as a jumping off yes. point. You the, need to be I'm watching totally 000. zero, zero.
0: I, I think it is worth advocating for. Yeah. It is definitely above your average. Yes. International crime thriller. And it's also interesting in as much as like it's centered around the cocaine trade. I'll spoil this for you cuz you got two episodes left. And maybe you can back me up on this cuz it's another set of eyes on it. I don't think you ever see any drugs. No. Or any cocaine You don't me, see any cocaine being used. Done in in no, the series. That's which the I think beauty. is an interesting approach of just yeah. like it's not even we're not even focusing on the users or any of this. We're just fo- like we're trying to show you the scope of, like, what all this aspects one, yeah. of society that are kind of tied into this one product and mm-hmm. how it, like, travels the world. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. Again, you could do a lot worse right now. I highly recommend it. We'll talk more in depth after Gavin has finished it because I will
1: say it's got a hell of a finale. Okay. A hell of a finale. And this is – it's a one and done, right? Like a mini series. We're not going to get, like, a season two. I, without spoiling
0: too much. I think it simultaneously ends on a perfect note to just, it's good. I got what I needed out of it. I also think it ends on a perfect note of like, I want to see more of this right, exactly, like, right yeah. now. It, it's in a perfect spot either way. If it exists in isolation of this one season forevermore, I think people will enjoy catching up to it. If it's one of those things that is going to go on for a couple more seasons, I think it can sustain itself with its, its storytelling style. So, um, yeah. So we both wanted to shout that one out. Zero, zero, zero. You watching anything else? I'm watching Real Bros of Simi Valley, which is fantastic. They're about midway through their season. That's over on Facebook Watch. Probably the best comedy airing right now, in my personal opinion.
1: Um, I started watching Kidding.
0: Kidding, the Jim Carrey show, which mm. I have yet to get to, but I want to.
1: Super, super. just. It's so, it's so. So, Michelle uh, Gondry,
0: just, you can't stand it.
1: What? It's just so like uh, not, not. I don't want to say like out there, out there, but just see where it outside, goes. My
0: outsider opinion of Kidding is like, I would never expect you to even pick up that show, except for the Jim Carrey of it all, because I feel like it's the kind, it's the kind of shit you give me about Wes Anderson. Where you're just like, it's just, you know, it's just, that's that, that's its thing, and you know. Okay. No, I mean You can't mean, see the face I'm doing people, but Yeah. No It's a very dismissive nah. It's it's that kind of attitude. That's the attitude I would expect you to come to that show with, but you didn't.
1: I oh, fucking love it, dude. It's All so right. I mean, just the more I'm finding out as I'm watching, like just it's super fun super fucked it's just so it's so bad great. but it's so good <laughs> okay I mean, great
0: selling point can way to, way to articulate your opinion oh, let's Langella,
1: dude frank langela as his father
0: holy shit you know what we did
1: what we moved all the way over to the tv arc and you know what i forgot about what
0: i got some mini reviews
1: yeah well i thought we were gonna do tv arc then roll into mini reviews and then i give you my list at the well, end that works. Yeah. So, so
0: keep trying to sell me on uh,
1: whatever the hell this is.
0: Kidding. Did you Did you watch it? No. All? You're gonna play me a song and we're gonna move oh, on. Oh, well, we're gonna move on. All right. Okay. I I, I was watched, also gonna kidding. Le- I don't need you to sell me on it.
1: I was also um, already gonna say that I was much well, kidding, and there was something else. Oh, I watched this uh, documentary on ZZ Top the other night. I watched the
0: trailer for it, and by the trailer, I mean the little sixty second clip that plays on Netflix and I saw Billy Bob Thornton talking about them very passionately and you know what I said to myself? I'm gonna watch that soon. Haven't done it yet.
1: Really good. Got a lot of good talking heads. And um, i g I'll throw it many reviews when we get there, but I did watch Spencer Confidential with Marky Mark. So I'll do my review after you do yours. Okay. Play okay let's this do let's at home. do another new another uh, Oh, let's see...
0: I think this would be the other true test. If you sell me on them, I'll actually go back and drop these in. If I hate it, this is all the people get. Let's just play through a speaker. Okay, I'm I'm teetering back towards interested, but I I'm just being completely honest with you. Because of the way the first one went, I'm not completely sold. So I'm assuming that maybe you've saved the, the best for last. Oh, of course.
1: And I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you do three, but this, I mean the, the, that's why I did it this way because like there's a ton to go from, but I want to play you the best one as the last one just to sell you to see if you would actually like. I mean, you don't even have to put the other ones in here. You just put the best for last one I put on there. You just drop we'll the names. We'll see how it goes. Okay. All right.
0: But Listen, for now. Many reviews. I got some many reviews Hit for me. you. I've, I've been sitting on my couch a little bit, and I actually I did go out to a theater probably. You know, some people are like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? But I did. You are
1: putting your life theater. in your own hands for the people, for the viewers, for the listeners. I gotta, appreciate I gotta you. i got to be honest with you.
0: You know how many people were in that theater? Other than myself and Mr. Brendan Riley. What? Two.
1: So your exposure rate was low.
0: That's good. Okay, and we sat far apart. Almost. A, they literally, they were the only other reserved seats when I got tickets. Mm-hmm. And they literally looked like they chose to pick the farthest seat away humanly possible from where anybody else would sit. They were up in the top right-hand corner. You know, the extra seats that sit over the, like, oh, yeah, the, like little the, exit yeah. area. Yeah, that's where they were. Okay. Said movie is The Way Back, starring with Mr. Ben Affleck. Perhaps okay. you've heard about it. Perhaps you've seen any of the numerous uh, press tour outings. His rehabilitation. Re- <laughs> rehabilitation. Is that, Am I saying that correctly? Rehabilitation. Say it.
1: Rehabilitation.
0: Okay. Tour, if you will. You know nothing about this. The Way Back. We host a movie Podcast. All I ask you to do, take a look at what's coming out every once in a while. Okay, watch the some trailers. Back? What's it about? Um, it is about a uh, former high school star basketball player who's fallen on hard times. Did he in like... construction?
1: And he's a he's an alcoholic. Okay, is this in Charlestown? What's that? Or is it in Southie? Or is I think it it's in...
0: West Coast. I don't even okay. know if they're ever specific about it, but I think it's just. Anyways, is it
1: Wicked Smart? It's
0: Catholic high school basketball. Oh. He does not have a Boston accent. Oh, okay? so he
1: doesn't. He doesn't. Kevin Costner in the movie. I guess he's
0: not it. leaning on the
1: the accent.
0: No. Okay. Okay. But basically, he's an alcoholic, and he gets offered a job to come in and coach the failing basketball team at the school that he used to play for, where he was a star, and come back and coach the kids. It's okay. a tale as old as time. You know, it is what it is. Uh-huh. It's a little paint by numbers, mm-hmm. but it's effective. And for me, it I, I'm always rooting for the dude. I know that's maybe a controversial opinion, especially in the last like few months. Some people are just like, dude, I'm kind of over him, like trying to win everybody back over. And like, she did like on what... Jennifer Garner. I don't care. Fuck this guy. I'm out.
1: See, I, I feel like that's did... what that Casey Affleck movie was all about. Which one? The one where it's like there's no other women on the planet left, and him and his daughter trying to like survive in a post-apocalyptic thing. I feel like that was like an apology, I'm sorry. And I feel I can like that's
0: be... also why you didn't see any marketing
1: around that yeah, movie exactly. whatsoever. But I
0: know the one you're talking
1: yeah. about. I just um, feel like he's trying to apologize and get back in people's good graces for all the bullshit. It, it did have that vibe to it yeah. from the trailer. But I didn't uh, know people were mad at Ben Affleck, so I didn't know what the deal was. I thought, he, I thought we all liked him.
0: No, no, I mean, no. He's been a controversial figure
1: since the J-Lo days.
0: You know this. There's always people that hate him.
1: I can see through him, though.
0: Da- Damon is like the the favorite son, if you will, between of course. the two. Okay, well, we can at least agree on that. But yeah. you and I have always enjoyed him. Yeah. I'm always rooting for Affleck. But yeah, in general and in pop... Because you, you don't think of that because you remember there was the resurgence. Yeah. You had... He, he just directed Gone Baby Gone. He did yeah. The Town. He won an Oscar for Argo. Like... All of that stuff happened, and then he became Batman. And then people started jabbing and prodding at him. He had some substance abuse issues. Goes into AA a couple different times, I believe. Um, very public divorce. Um, still tabloid fodder all over the place.
1: He just well, the tattoo doesn't do anything for you. That's really the only thing I can say. I'm like, come on, man. Back tattoo. Back Anyways,
0: oh, and I forgot to mention in the midst of that, Gone Girl, which is like basically the other big meta-textual movie that's essentially like it's a yeah he's technically playing a character and it's the adaptation of a novel but like it's clearly about Ben Affleck the man like oh. or at least that's what fenchers like trying to do I got you it. but anyways so it's kind of run in the mill it's what you expect from it it satisfies all of like the beats you need to hit in that type of movie it has some mild subversions of it I wanted to. I wanted to be a little more subversive. Okay. Okay. It's Gavin O'Connor. Um, he did Warrior. Yeah. Which I haven't I would seen argue all the way is, through. Warrior's a good movie.
1: I mean, dude, you gotta get to the end. The fuck? I know. I keep trying to get there, and I know it's good, and I just I can't finish. I it. would maybe say that this does not
0: quite stack up to that in terms of the emotional punch for me yeah. personally, but I thought he was like rock solid in it. I won't say the best he's been in years or anything like that because I always think that he's good. I don't, like... Yeah. I, I'm i not one of those people who's like, oh, he was terrible in that. I just... I, he, I like him. I wouldn't say he's, like, my favorite actor or one of my 20 favorite actors, but I like him and I'm always rooting for him. Most of it's tied to the, the Kevin Smith movies, dude, where I still feel like he's incredible. Like, Dogman is, a, is an incredible performance, but nobody talks about it nope. in the canon of, like, his great movies. And it is.
1: You can't have a good one that early out, though. That's the thing.
0: I see. That's not that I mean, that he's early. the in Phantoms,
1: and no one talks about that either.
0: Have you seen Jane's Island Bob Reboot? No,
1: I need to. I'll talk it's about good. it afterwards.
0: Anyways, The Way Back, if you're in the mood for like just a solid sports movie that, at the end of the day, is not that focused on the basketball. Like, kind of like Finding Forrester? Like, for sure. Okay. About, honestly, the amount of screen time, probably equivalent. Okay. The, the on-court, off-the-court stuff, for sure. Um, solid movie. That's what I'll say. It's a good movie. It's okay. not a great movie. It's not going to light the world on fire. But, you know, I would say go check it out. Obviously, nobody's going to the theaters. There was nobody in the theater. It didn't do well the weekend it came out, possibly due to coronavirus, possibly due to ill will towards his whole, like, I mean, he has been all over the place in terms of the interview circuit, openly talking about his struggles with alcoholism, how it relates to the movie, and selling hard for the movie. Um, and maybe part of that's because it is an R-rated version of this story. The other movie that it has a bit in common with, which I find far superior, it's one of my favorite movies ever, is Half Nelson. Okay. That's the tonally what I would more equate it to, even though Half Nelson is way more like... This movie's grounded but still falls into, again, tropes of the genre. Half Nelson is just like one of the most humanistic, realistic movies I've ever fucking seen. I adore that movie. Anyways. Okay. Okay that was the way back so i would give it a mild i'm not stealing the thumbs up i'm not going to do that i i recommend it i thought it was solid okay okay <clears throat> i also saw get? a movie called deer skin do you know anything about deer skin
1: i uh, i don't know okay
0: deer skin is the latest from mr quentin dupier uh, the director of one movie that you may have seen
1: called rubber don't do think rem-
0: don't they yeah, don't I remember have. rubber the Killer Tire movie. I never made you watch Rubber?
1: No, I don't
0: think so. Okay, well, this is going to be a really hard conversation to have then because you need, you need to see him. He's an absurdist. Um, he's a surrealist. He's the French lynch, if you will. The French lynch. French okay. lynch. Um, but way more, with a, a far more comedic, outwardly comedic bent to him. Um, but yeah, he made the movie Rubber. Wrong wrong cops uh reality these are none of these are ringing a bell for you dear skin is his latest uh stars one mr one de, 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 de the the best actor winner for for the artist you know what I'm talking
1: about oh that guy Jean de yeah, yeah, de I'm not good with Jean the de one. Jean de yeah. yes uh he
0: is the lead I'm just I'm gonna give you
1: just Log line.
0: Let's see what they got here. A man's obsession with his designer deerskin jacket causes him to blow his life savings and turn to crime. That's not how I would describe this movie. Not a good description, written by Anonymous on IMDb. Um, it's, it's basically a dude's going through a midlife crisis. He finds this deerskin jacket, and he's got to have it. He loves it. And um, so he's in the French countryside, and he. In purchasing this deerskin jacket, he also gets a video camera. So he starts filming some stuff, and things escalate from there. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's an hour and 17 minutes. It is very short. It is very bad shit. I saw this in a theater with two other people, and it was a pretty wild experience, except it was in a theater with two people who laughed at everything like it was the funniest goddamn thing they'd ever seen. And I wanted to be like, guys, it's funny, but it's not laugh that out loud. kind of fun. funny I'm like you guys are almost killing the experience More, and of course it's subtitled it's in French so it's a lot of just you know uh, <laughs> I'm talking like Max Katie, fucking Cape Fear type laughter oh my god like, guys chill the fuck out but I enjoyed it it was crazy probably my favorite thing he's done since Rubber I would say start with Rubber if you don't go for it you're not gonna like suddenly click in with his vibe I think you would enjoy him. You'd get a kick out of rubber at the very least. Watch that one for me, and then maybe we can talk about Deerskin down the road. Okay. But for for anybody out there just looking for—you just you just like your shit a little weird, a little twisted, a little funky, go watch the trailer. trailer's a perfect tonal indication of the movie, and uh, yeah, I I recommend this one as well. It's called Deerskin, directed by Mr. Quentin Dupier, and it's probably playing— in a theater near you if you have a cool indie theater should be playing for the next week or so okay i got one final one for you okay i'm wondering if maybe you saw this i don't know on paper this movie sounds like our drink movie okay take just listen a group of war veterans Must defend their local... No,
1: let's not talk about this because I wanted to watch it. I didn't... Did you rent it? I rented it on
0: PlayStation because it's tied to my
1: my card. I didn't want to do it on the Prime account. Okay, all right. So,
0: no, you can't watch it from the rental that I did
1: two weeks ago. I, that's what I was asking because I saw that well it showed up in Prime that you had watched it. No, I saved it to my watch list to remind myself. Okay, well whatever you did, I thought you downloaded it through that and I was going to yell at you and you'd be like you motherfucker. I would you have told me. you. If it were I hope that was you. what I was hoping. Okay. Let's I I want to hear your review, but I also want to talk to you about it because I want to watch that shit well, and I now that I know it, you I was I was secretly
0: hoping that go, you had heard it. about it because I was going to read you that description and the I know like, exactly what it is. And by go the way, say it. what you want to say, but just going to tune no, 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 out for no. a minute. I w- <laughs> I won't say anything. I was just I was going to read sell the description. It to you by you giving-
1: sold it to oh, me. My God.
0: Okay, a group of war veterans must defend their local VFW post and an innocent teen against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of punk mutants. Okay,
1: it's like hobo with a shotgun meets point, green room. The whole
0: point is starring as said vfw members i'm gonna i'm gonna go what do we want to do this george went norm from cheers yes he's in here bill sadler oh yeah fred williamson fuck and his son what
1: yeah the hammer and then he used to call him the hammer i believe so yeah
0: Mr. Cobra Kai himself. Oh, dude. Martin Coke. Uh,
1: that's that that sold it for me when I saw that in the trailer.
0: But then then you got you got some cherries on top. You got a little DPK action in here, a little David Patrick Kelly, who's literally basically playing I uh, will spoil this for you. Watch this movie and tell me that he did not walk directly off the set of Twin Peaks the Return in character and walk onto the set of VFW because he is dressed almost exactly the same. He's a huge stoner and he might as well still be in Twin Peaks the return. I swear to god. When you watch this.
1: Okay. So they didn't put him in warrior get up. They didn't give him like the No, they, they should Oh, dude, they dude. should have, man. He is
0: just, no, but I loved it cuz I was just like, dude, it literally They caught him at like, the right time. Like they caught they shot yeah, all this like stuff like it, 4 like he was, years he was ago like guys I literally can't change my wardrobe. Like, David needs me back there. I got, like... Or maybe... maybe <laughs> got a day. May, maybe like
1: maybe that. they did, and it was recent, and he couldn't tell anybody why he couldn't change because they're shooting more shit for okay. me. that would be really cool. That would be but amazing.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you got TPK in there. Okay. But then... I mean, the big daddy and the lead of this movie, Mr. Fucking Party Crasher himself, Stephen Lang, yeah. is the lead. So, again... I'm not trying to spoil it for you. You say what you're going to say. On paper, yes, tailor-made for us. You're going to enjoy it. We can talk about it more in depth afterwards. That's all I'm going to say.
1: I get the feeling from that that you really didn't care that you're not as amped after watching it, though. Yes.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. We'll see. You're still, again, you're going to get a base level of enjoyment, but the two movies that we just shouted out, Mm what did you say? Green Room meets Hobo with a Shotgun. Tied in with a little bit of From Dust Till Dawn. Uh,
1: How would you feel though if like Rugger Howard was one of those VFA VFW guys? I mean, sadly, he's not I know. Anymore, I'm saying but, like if he was like, because I feel like maybe you trade him and the Bill Sadler rollout, and you're just like Sadler everybody, everybody works. Everybody works, in here okay. and okay, everybody's. Well, just magic. add him in there. Everybody's I just feel magic like he'd be, be clear. Yeah. All
0: of all of these guys are knocking it out of the park. That's what I heard. That's I mean, that's
1: what works about the movie.
0: The because I, I and, heard tangentially through is, other things yeah. that
1: these people were doing this movie, and I was just like, that sounds dope. I saw it pop up.
0: I, I will tell you this as well. It's, it just scratches a little bit of that Chuck Hank itch. Really? Just a good. little bit. Okay,
1: good. That'll work. But, but it also leaves you thinking, like, Chuck Hankage. So, okay, because I, I want to get to this with The Outsider. The Outsider scratched that, like, little bit of, like, where's my true detective season four. Yeah. So this if this scratches a little bit of my, uh, my Chuck where Hank. Where the hell
0: is Chuck Hank and the San Diego yeah. Twins?
1: I feel like that should just be where the movie. Where in
0: the world is Chuck Hank and San
1: Diego They should just release the movie and call it that. As long as it's been now. Not Chuck <laughs> Hank and the San Diego Twins. It's where in the world is R. Where in the world are Chuck... And, like, release that. Yeah, That'd be perfect.
0: Dude, to the point where, like... You remember in the teaser, the movie takes place on Flat Earth? Yeah. I feel like them doing that was even prior to the whole Flat Earthers like movement that happened a couple of years ago. Like someone saw you know it and mean? started the movement from that. It honestly, I'm like, I think it predates the whole Flat Earther conspiracy, at least being like a huge thing. And it's just so random and weird to me. But anyways, we're always waiting for it. Check out BFW. You, we'll talk. It really pissed me off. What's
1: that? So apparently now, I guess Walmart sells these old school arcade things. I walked by one the other day in a Walmart, and somebody had put together the Ninja Turtles one, like the old school like Konami Ninja Turtles, Turtles and Time deal. Uh-huh. And there was a guy playing it, and for some reason, like the side scrolling part of it, made me think like fucking Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins. That movie isn't out yet because it's like right next to the movies, and I thought I saw like.
0: They were doing some last-minute reshoots, apparently, as early as, like, January of this year. I don't know what's going on with it, but we are Patreon subscribers, so supposedly whenever it drops, we'll see it before anybody else. That's all we can hope for. Okay, it's is getting late.
1: Um, I saw Spencer Confidential. I recommend <laughs> it. That's my review. You what? Spencer Confidential. How did you feel about it? Oh, I loved it okay. I like that Mark... No, <laughs> classic, no, listen, listen. Classic Gavin review. Listen, okay, when... If, I'll just... Let me pitch it to you this way. Pete Berg, Marky Mark, not a real person. It's just a book series. There's like 400 books. They picked one of the most serviceable books. The big guy from Us is in it. Winston Duke. Duke, that's his name. He's in it. You got Alan Arkin, I think, is in it as the, as the other guy. Um... Post Malone makes a, a cameo.
0: I'm aware of who's in it. Okay. But, like, seriously, sell me on it. Because, like, what, why do I care?
1: Why do I care? See, that's the whole point of it, dude. Why do you care? No one cares. When <laughs> Spencer, when 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 he goes upstate for beating the shit out of his, his uh, police captain, you know, no one cared. When he gets out of prison, guess what? That police captain gets murdered. Why? Because that police captain and the other police officers that he had some unfair doings in... Shit's coming home to roost, and no one cares. No one cares. Spencer's gonna leave. He's gonna go to Arizona and drive trucks, but you know what? He can't let it go. Why? Because he's a good, honest Boston cop from from Southie that just wants to do the right thing. In a world where no one wants to do he's the right thing, the accent this whole movie. He's got the whole. He's got it down. I got a scene I want to play you right now. It's it, it made me oh laugh my, my ass off. will play it. I'll play it for you off, mic, But it'll make you laugh. It'll make it'll sell the movie for you. Okay. I love it. So he gets beat up again. a lot, dude. If if anything, you like watching Marky Mark take a punch or two. Watch it for that. But it's we really have good.
0: Soft recommends on the way back. And VFW. I have a hard recommend on Deerskin.
1: Uh huh. For
0: the initiated. But again, if you're not aware of Mr. QD, don't don't dive into this don't one first. Don't fucking talk to me like Bane over here, initiated. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I guess hard recommend for Spencer Confidential on
1: Netflix from Gavin. Uh Dude's number 2 in the nation I'm gonna, today. I'm gonna watch it. Okay, I just good. haven't gotten to it it's yet. Wor- There's been uh,
0: a lot of other things. I'm sure. But this been...
1: is just a nice treat that just showed up. So why not?
0: No, I'm I'm gonna throw it on. Yeah. It'll probably be my Sunday. Yeah, yeah that'll be part of
1: my. You will enjoy it I promise. <laughs> okay. Um
0: right, Are we do- are we done with with the many reviews. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to play you the last one. It's going to get you on board with this band, and then I'm going to run through my top 20 real quick. Yeah,
0: you're going to do it
1: real quick. You ready? Here we go. Real quick, like. I like these guys, okay. I got
0: you. Okay. You've heard this?
1: Have I play this for you?
0: No. this I hear this song.
1: Legit. Please turn it off. Uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta hit the it. chorus, brother. It's my favorite part. You didn't know it was split ends, did you? No, no, I had no idea. You know where else you know split ends from? Where, Gavin? Where? So, Neil Flynn, Neil Finn, comes in, takes over his brother Tim's band. They disband. Mm-hmm. two years later they they rename they opened up as another New Zealand band and they give us this gym okay oh okay yeah so you get so basically split ends the last the 80s output of split ends from New Zealand is Neil Finn's band before he, Found a crowded house and then he went out on his own. I got you plays all used to play all the time on my radio. I downloaded it, it was not available for the i used to have it on my Apple iTunes, and it was literally, dude, it was not available on that Spotify anything for like six months. It was like this weird dispute, I think, with like New Zealand over being able to own it for a copyright deal, but it just became available again on Apple Music. I've been saving that for what I've been listening to for like six months. And I finally I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try something on that. Their back catalog, it's a really progressive stuff. A lot like maybe like early Genesis. But when you get into the 80s stuff, it's not so much experimental. It's more new wave, prong. It's really neat. Some neat stuff in there. I think you would enjoy if you're on a, like a new wave kick and you want to go back and you want something that's not like down the traditional route that's you always hear from. But split ends. Okay. the song is I got you the...
0: <laughs> the last one you played me
1: I got you yeah that's the one
0: okay that's the hit well um I, got, I gotta be I it may just be a radio thing I hear that song seriously like five or six times a week I've never I heard it on the fucking I, it, hate that song at this point and not and again it's not like oh I like hated it from the start I probably enjoyed it at at yeah. some point when I was first seeing it but it's just been beaten into my brain and yeah I'm definitely a dummy because I didn't know that that became a crowded house that's I, I gotta be honest with you though I'm not not sold not sold okay I don't know if I'll be digging into Neil Fenn's that's fine. back catalog anytime right. soon but to be fair you're the crowded house guy man I'm more of a talk talk
1: guy dude I'm not a crowded house guy I'm a fucking talk talk guy I just thought it was a neat thing <laughs> I mean you do like it yeah a little bit i i know the feeling okay, of liberation so... and relief Noah. it's okay all right you can turn right over the tv page i'm gonna talk to you about my <laughs> top 20 of the, please, of the last please decade do. ready here yeah, we go we can speed roll. fire number 20 survive rr7349 is the name of the album okay, okay. song the aatd okay all right ready <laughs> People, there's no way anybody's going to keep track of this. No. number 19, M83. 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 The album's called Junk. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, um, go. Uh, Was it Midnight? I'm surprised you didn't go with the. Uh, no, Wide the Awake Big and Dreaming's one. too much, man. You got to listen to Junk. There's a lot more better overall. The, the Wide Awake and We're Dreaming, there's maybe like three or four in a sequence, and you're like, that's amazing. These guys are dope. Junk. More of a whole. You guys said more it was favourite. You guys said it was your favorite. One yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, of I'm it. Not. That's my favorite because it's more of a whole album, more stuff I can get into. Okay. Okay. Um, number seven, Grimes, Oblivion. Seventeen. Seventeen, Grimes. Oh no, sorry, eighteen. Uh, Jamie xx and Colour. I mentioned it last time. Okay. It's been on heavy rotation ever since. One of my new favorites of that decade. No surprise But, no but a lot, not, not one that, that I would. electronic
0: stuff so far continue.
1: Yeah. Uh, number 17, uh, Grimes, Oblivion. Okay. Mid album, not the, not the new one, but midway through. I reckon. Um, uh, number 16, uh, Danger Days from Michael Romance. Romance. Was it the Danger Days, The Fabulous Lives of the True, Killjoys? Lives, Killjoys. True Lives the Fabulous Killjoys? True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. That one, um, it's because it's the only thing we have in the last decade upset that's very true we're not talking about them anymore because fuck like you um <laughs> uh, right. number 15 daft punk ram random access memory uh specifically my favorite off of it is the giorgio giovanni the whole thing about like uh take the synthesizer and then am gonna do like that that's one of my favorites but that whole album if you like electronic that's it go for it number 14 blood on the reed mr tim capello Okay, All right. ride or die yeah. for Tim Capello and the fucking jazz. Uh, or, uh, not the, jazz, uh. uh saxophone. sax, man. Respect, respect sax. that shit. Right. Songs from my room one, Chris Ableton is my number 13. Okay. All right. Uh, number 12 is Francis and the Light, and it's um, uh, Goodbye Starlight, I think is the name of it. It's the one that's got friends on it. Um, Chance, and a lot of people use a lot of samples from this one in their later stuff. i this is the first one you've hit that I'm completely lost on. Francis and the Light. I don't. Die. I'll play you some after we're done here. All right, a number eleven. The revival. I'm, I'm making my my internal list. Yeah.
0: Slash, actually putting this on my Spotify for you. Um, and we should we should say we'll make a little we'll make a little Spotify playlist. Yeah, I've got it actually since we're here. It so would could, be very yeah. perfect if you just yeah. you know send that. Mm-hmm. To you. I'll put um, it together for you. Yeah
1: uh number 11 revivalist Men among monsters specifically uh when you when you were young uh number nine another, another song i hear all every the time. Day at yeah. work well then maybe, maybe do monster that's a good one it's like slow down kind of whatever or, I, mean, uh, I didn't say family. it's
0: not a good song oh
1: yeah I know. just if you want to mix just, it up yeah um number number 10 afi burials uh if i'm going to shout out one of what they have this day Oh, man. They had uh, Crash Love. Three or four. Crash Love, Burials, Blood album, and then the Missing Man EP. it had four, which is not bad, considering you do have the black audio album. you going outlet. with Burials, you said? Yeah. Okay. You Burials. Um, and I'm going to go That's with the tour anxious. we saw them on, right? You, I came down right here. Burials. Yeah, and I got stuck in traffic on the way home. It fucking sucked. All right. Um, number nine. Uh, I sorry. didn't
0: shit. We're already in the top ten. Yeah. Okay. Number yeah.
1: ten was Burials. I'm going to go with Anxious off of that one if I had to pick a song number nine uh is torches by foster the people their first album um i don't have to go with helena beat probably my favorite song off that album there's a lot of classics on there but you thought i was probably going to go pumped is, up kicks but that, ha- that has
0: houdini on it right and houdini yeah. yes that would be my pick
1: yeah that's a good one uh uh number three i cheated or sorry number number three number eight i cheated um I, I mashed two together because they're both really great, but they're also the only output you get from this band. So my number eight is Mo Mumps. As in Mo Clean and Mumps all together. But my number eight is Y, Mo Lean, and Mumps. So re- Mo Mumps is what I, I, I called it. I respect the cheat. I had Mo Clean on um, Mo Clean. I've,
0: I've been working on it. man. That's why I, I call, call Mo Mumps. It it's
1: just easier to do it that way. Yeah. Mo um, Mumps.
0: But yes, represent for Y and When the Sun Sets East. I love it continue uh,
1: number 7 I would go with uh, the song I don't know what I would go with this I like uh, Call Ticketron but uh, RTJ3 number 7 also on my list yep uh, number 6 um, I would go with Unfuckwittable off of Indicud by Kid Cudi a lot of output literally the last like 6 I want to just say everything they did last decade but I'm going to make I made a stand on most of them um, which album has, um, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have to look it up. You keep talking. Which one ahead. are you looking no, for? No, no, what are no, you thinking ahead. of? Keep, unfuckable. Um,
0: just keep going through your list. You're all good.
1: Number five, Dark All Day from Dark All Day. By Excuse Gold, me. Gun Passion,
0: 2. Pain, and Demon Slayer. That's
1: the one with Andre on a bunch
0: specifically by design featuring Andre yeah, Benjamin. that is, is yeah, that's the best off that album. That would be my GM yeah. on that one. So, you, but you're saying Indica from yeah. 2013? I just
1: love that you get unfuckwittable, you get all this stuff about how, like, he's this dope dude, all this kind of shit, but then he peels the veil back a little bit with, like, Red Eye, with the, uh, with Hame being on most of the song, and, like, Kind of lets them take front seat and just basically tells you like, man, chick, it's crazy. You know, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I don't know what the fuck to do. What am I supposed to do? It's, it's like a weird Michael veil. Bolton
0: cameo. Yeah. On this album. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Yeah.
1: Um I can dig it. So yeah, I, uh, I, I honestly I don't think I've ever listened to this one start to finish. It's pretty good. Um, there's like a that bunch man of man
0: puts out a lot of music wow
1: yeah the at uh, least
0: in the last decade holy shit.
1: powers there's an opener from uh adam sandler and then the opening of uh is uh the good son macaulay cogan yeah you can fly yeah <laughs> it's crazy dude he uses all this and that's why he's like one of the only hip-hop guys on the list is because there's such a a reverence for things i like but also to speak about things that i don't remember a lot of other people talking about during the decade which I can appreciate Um, I think I don't know if you missed it my number five Gunship Dark All Day I don't think it cracked my top 20 yeah but number four that album Number four is a cheat again. The weekend. I've said the weekend, kiss the beauty behind the Starboy, because literally Kiss Land, Beauty Behind the Madness, and Starboy are three amazing albums. Nobody listened to Kiss Land. I'm probably the only person alive that you know that knows what Kiss Land is. Um, but it's still I it, I put it up there like it's Starboy Kiss Land, Beauty Behind the Madness. Like that's how much I love that one compared to the one that broke him out and let him do Starboy. Did you watch him on SNL? I n- haven't yet. I need to. And you still haven't watched Uncut Jumps. Well, I'm gonna watch it tonight. To Again, yeah. not overhyped, but it's not like he's, you know, he's in there for like five minutes, right? Yeah, Less. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew that. Um, number three, Strange Desires from Bleachers. Their okay. First album, one of my favorites. Um, specifically, I want to get better. I just it's one of those catchy ones. It's like really deep and meaningful for something, but also I don't know. A lot of bands I feel like in the mid ten, the tw- have we what.
0: I can't remember if you and I have ever discussed this, but it came up when Veronica and I were watching High Fidelity, because Jack Antonoff is in an episode oh, playing he himself. Oh, good! As a producer, oh. working at Electric Lady Studios, and I just because it so rarely gets to happen. I was like, yeah, I, sh- I-, I shook his hand. I've met him before. Before, Bull. yeah. What way? B- way before Fun was before Fun broke. Okay, on their second album. Yeah. With some nights and the stuff. Yeah, that the everybody one everyone knows.
1: knows. Yeah. I remember the first
0: album, yeah. I believe it was Aim, A McKnight
1: or something. I forget yeah. the name of the first one, ever, but
0: they were touring they were on tour with Manchester Orchestra. they were in support of Manchester. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and Nathan was
1: opening first bill for them. Is this how this happened? No, that that fun tour where All Get Out opened was No no no, was that. All Get Out on this Manchester. No, tour. No, 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 no. Um, it was fun manchester
0: i forget the who the third band what this was when i was in florida randomly i can't remember if we drove down there specifically for the show or what it was. i forget exactly what happened but anyways this is like right after that first fun record came out
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's still i mean he's coming back from the format which had a huge following but he's rebuilding his you know fan base essentially this so is a stop some on his did. blip on yeah. his radar and so They're all just, I mean, because, again, the level they were at at that point, they're all just hanging out, you know, around. And so it was literally as simple as, like, hey, man, enjoyed your set. It was one of those. But it's, yeah, literally, like, two years later, they were inescapable. And then a few years beyond that, he's, like, one of the most well-known pop producers on the planet. And I was like, the guy was, I mean, for the two seconds I met him, he seemed like a pretty nice dude. He was like, hey, thanks, man. So,
1: that's crazy, dude. I didn't know that story. I fucking just, hate you even more now. There's yeah. so many people you've met that I haven't that I'm just really bummed about. But uh, but that's awesome. i really just So yeah,
0: shout out to that album that I've actually never listened to. But shout <laughs> out to Jack Ansonoff.
1: Yeah, I'm man. Really he's, true. I mean, I anything that guy does, he's, he's my dude from now on. I'll just, like, I remember reading about whenever What's Your Face couldn't record because of that contract bullshit. He was one of the first people to be like, hey, Kesha, come record with me. I'll release this shit for free. Uh-huh. I don't care. And I think he did want to working with her on her most recent album, but he's lyrically and like sonically music wise. Um, I feel Taylor, like or he's produced like the last two
0: Taylor Swift albums, yeah. I believe he's apparently I just heard this recently because I listened to I'll plug another podcast right here. Quest Love Supreme. Um, Great interview show.
1: Still nothing out of that cookbook, right? Not yet. Not yeah.
0: Gavin got me Quest Love's. Is it? Questlove or is it the Roots cookbook? It's his cookbook. cookbook. It's, it's just a Questlove cookbook. cookbook. Celebrity cookbook. Yeah. Different recipes inspired by different friends. Um, no, I've not cooked anything out of it yet. But anyways, Questlove Supreme, they had Miss Zoe Kravitz on in support of High Fidelity. Okay. They've been friends for like forever, oh, I guess, course. basically. So they get into a lot of cool details. I forget why I started telling you this story. What were we just talking about? Uh, Jack enough. Thank you. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um. But I will recommend that episode
1: because, again, they're talking about High Fidelity or whatever. And yeah, he's on the show. Great interview. i yes, think, in have to go film check film it out. No, like, like, and Questlove is the music producer. He's one of those that's about. like I, I I don't try and listen or to. Or or, I don't try and. Fi- I mean, I follow him on Twitter and stuff like that. I don't try and know what's going on because I just want him to just give me stuff. And I can just go listen to it. Because I'm afraid if I keep. When's this happening? When's that happening? I'm just never going to get anything. So I like to like. Like LaRue. I love. All of that So and when you, you just drop, ignored it, And, then also and it was know. there It's okay. a beautiful little treat for you Where are we at? My number two Holy shit I didn't realize we'd crank through these mm-hmm. Yeah I told you I could You did it Have this list given you finished this episode Has this list hours, given you A deeper push. understanding of my music Noah? That's your number two? It is my number two well, What's
0: your number
1: one? My number one is a cheat Noah My number one is a Every output from the Wisconsin front man Whatever you want to call it Bonnie Vare, Justin Vernon, the trio.
0: Okay. Know? Okay. I should have seen this coming. Yeah. None
1: of them had happened yet. Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare, 22 a million, and then I and I. Yeah. It's a cheat for number one. But again, my number two, Two deep- of Two of those records, really good. Yes.
0: Excuse me. One of those records, really good. One of those records, a goddamn hands
1: down masterpiece. One of those records, that I don't really care for. Um, Think about where the guy, just (laughs) listen to the interview he does for the new one. Try and understand where he was at for the old one. And understand that that was all done on the back of my second album won a Grammy. This is what people want from me. How do I go to make this good? I got problems. I got some anxieties. I got fear. This thing I love I can't do, but I'm already in it. I'm in the machine. How do I get out of it? I and I is how you get out of it. Think of it, look at it that way. And I think you might accept and you might appreciate the lyrical content on a lot of, like, like the sixth song on that album, where it's basically like, I'm still standing here in need of prayer. It sounds to me like someone who is begging you to, like, please know that I'm not okay with what's going on. I'm in need of prayer. I need someone to help me here, but I don't know how to tell you that. All I can do is make this music. And... I know you're not really, you maybe not shouldn't with everybody get into like what was going on with them as they're making something. You should just take it as you're giving it. But I love that second album just as much as I do the first. The first is a Third classic album. Well, sorry, the second album this decade. Fair but but yes. 22 A Million, I love just as much as I love the original, the, the one that preceded it. But Bonnie Bear, Bonnie Vare is a hands down classic album probably my favorite album of the last decade only eked out slightly more by the fact that I didn't get enough time with a deeper understanding and a deeper understanding is probably it it, on some days it is the best thing that I listened to last decade and that's shutting down a lot of stuff. And I, I kick myself for not following them up sooner and not listening to that episode of you and Nate talk about them. Well, but here
0: is where I will give a slight spoiler for part two. A Deeper Understanding is my favorite album of the last decade. Okay, all right. Period, hands down, flat out, which again, that's it. Because you may recall when we did our top 10 of
2: 2017,
0: Mm -hmm. it was was like number six or seven or something like that. Maybe it was even eight, I don't remember, but I had it
1: on the list. It wasn't enough for me to know. Yeah. It wasn't high enough for me to think, oh. It has
0: consistently just moved its way up with every re listen. Um, So I I will spoil that. But what we will do for right now as our sign off is you pick which track we're playing.
1: From a deeper understanding? Yes. (laughs) Even
0: though that's not your number one. (laughs) But. Damn. Damn. You didn't shout it out. You had tracks ready to go for almost all the.
1: I can't pick one, dude. If I'm gonna pick, all right. If I'm four if you're poisoning me at gunpoint. Well, again, keep pain, in mind, pain, pain. It's You've already played the street re- <laughs> <laughs> What?
0: So it's gonna be a little bit of a heavy way to take this one out, but okay. No, no. we we'll just
1: it. you just hit them with. Hold me closer. Let me behold yeah. don't don't interrupt. give it's me okay. the deeper understanding of who I am. Like and I oh that fucking voice, man. Like it's like it's like every guy you would want to have his voice from the eighties oh, plus right. Bob Dylan <laughs> in into Hello. one. Yeah. Okay. We're going with that. <laughs> I We're going deep. what? Okay. Jesus Christ. You man. didn't listen to Pete Berg? He tells a story about going over to to see he was good friends with Jacob Dylan and Bob Dylan's daughter. Apparently, he goes over the house one day and he can hear people yelling. The door's unlocked. And he's kind of knocking, like, hey, so and so, so and so. And all he says is Bob Dylan comes out of this hallway and he yells back in the room, and I ain't buying no more noses. And he walks down the hallway into another. He just walks completely past Pete Burke like he doesn't exist and into another room because, like, apparently, somebody, one of his daughters had a nose job and he wasn't paying for any more nose jobs. I just thought you would appreciate that.
0: Okay, here's my suggestion. For you, you said you don't have a podcast. Your podcast should be you telling other people about stuff that you heard on, on podcasts. podcasts. Okay,
1: and you just put you all heard of that. Shit. Is that what we call it? Can we call it that? Yeah, you heard word sure.
0: You call it whatever you want to call yeah. it, but you get a steady co-host and you just a person who doesn't. Listen to podcasts, and they are your co-host for a podcast, mm-hmm. and you just tell them about podcasts. It's the final frontier.
1: Secondhand casting—is that what it is? You take your time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I'm not asking for the title, but it's a secondhand casting, is what you're saying. They don't listen to it firsthand. They're getting my play-by-play review of it as, as a
0: podcast, though. Yeah, that's the beauty. <laughs> Ouroboros, I believe, is the phrase. Sure. Snake eating its own tail.
1: Ouroboros?
0: I only know it because of adaptation starring one Mr. Nicholas Cage. I thought
1: that was a virus from <laughs> Resident Evil 5, the game. The Ouroboros virus. Yeah, did you
0: not catch the snakes in that logo? No,
1: like... never. Ouroboros is a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, well, we're not far from the three remakes, so that's all that matters.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> Until next time. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth. All the stuff Gavin said about an hour ago. Yes. By the way. Yeah. Um, it still remains. See, it's still important. We're really delivering on the extended, long form content or yeah. whatever. I definitely need to put in show notes so people can navigate mm-hmm. their way through this one. Okay. Until next time, for the Arc of E podcast, I have been Noah and I've been Gavin and we've been the Blanchard Brothers. <laughs> I'm not the only Check, one, two, testing, one, testing, two, testing, three, human torch, Denied A bank, bank loan. loan.
1: He was denied a motherfucking bank loan.
0: The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Barry Shabaka Henley likes baklava and Hennessy.
1: Mayor Winningham was in Miracle Mile with Anthony Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to like try it
0: again? Make it rhyme or something? No, hang
1: (laughs) on.
0: Why'd you pick Winningham? Not like what? What rhymes with Winningham? Benningham. Bennington. (laughs) Bennington. uh, Uh, Okay, I think we got enough.
1: Yeah.